Comedians of Wrestling podcast, the podcast where comedians dissect wrestling to an unhealthy degree. This is the WrestleMania 33 Fallout show. We're here in Orlando, Florida. Uh, coming off a hot, hot show. I'm back with the key ace jabroniacs for our annual WrestleMania breakdown show. I'm to my left. Biz- not so much a comedian, but so much businessman. Mr. Arlen Marmel, how are you? In honor of Teddy Long, holla, 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 holla. Donsuke Blackamora, before we get started, yeah. can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Is this a sanctioned podcast? No, this is a not, I don't know, is this a... Uh, uh, I don't want to be on this if it is not a sanctioned This is podcast. non-sanctioned, which means, this is a non-sanctioned podcast, which, which, which means it's going to feel exactly like a regular podcast, except... Nothing. That's it's gonna be a regular podcast. If I get injured here, I am holding you liable. That's right. It's not sanctioned because I'm injured, but I'm gonna podcast to my full degree like I'm not injured. Uh hey, other jabroniac to my right, returning champion, <laughs> Mr. Jason Shabiro. Well, I, I didn't know I was a returning champion, but yeah. but it's exciting. It's, it's nice to see you without a sty this year, Jason. Yeah, last year, I guess the one thing I was the champion of was having a, a sty in my eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if the hardcore fans of the show will remember that. If you get a sty, does that count as having obstructed view seats? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Which, which we quasi did for a moment. Well, yeah, for a second we did. Uh, so, hey, let's just, let's just, I mean, hey, guys. I don't need to say this. Rate and subscribe. Give us five stars. Write something in the comments. It helps. Just do it. I don't have to beg for this, okay? Uh, all right. So let's just get into it. WrestleMania 33, what What did we think? Well, it was a hell just of a show. Just an overall view. What do you think? Uh, listen, WrestleMania always impresses, right? The spectacle, the grandeur. It was an incredible event. The thing that stands out to me most, honestly, just right out of the gate, is just the entire presentation of it. From a facilities perspective, it had nothing on Dallas. Yeah. But once we were in there and you had the visuals on the globe, the roller coaster, the ramp, I mean, just taking all that in, it was absolutely incredible. Another great year in the tank. I, I cannot wait for next year. I'm super excited. New Orleans, Nolens, the mania that never New was for us. That's true. We have gone to every mania together from the past five years, except for arguably the only the best consequential one. one. The Resident only one that mattered. 30. 30 in New Orleans. So we will take that city back by storm next year. Um, here's what I thought of WrestleMania. I, I, I'm, I'm playing back the card in my head, and I can't tell if it was awesome or not that great. I, I, I really can't well, we, tell. We have that WrestleMania glow right now where yeah. you're coming off just the enjoyment of the event. I think. You know, from a match perspective, it wasn't necessarily exceptional. There were some standouts, right? There were some things that underwhelmed. There were some things that maybe slightly achieved above par, but just the entire experience of it. I mean, the one thing I will say, long card. It was a very long day out there, and I think we were all getting a little tired at the end. Five hours long. It, it didn't feel long to me. <laughs> I, I, I felt like when it was over, I was a little bumped. I, I, I wanted to just keep – if, if it went into today, uh, I think that would have been uh, pretty dope. I'd say, like, all right, so WrestleMania. Well, you I, didn't want it to end because you sold your bros out and sat front row. Yeah, well, I, I sat fourth row for the uh, Reigns-Taker match. I watched Watched Undertaker retire, which was uh, from from so close that it it's so close that it felt almost stupid. <laughs> it almost was like you know, to a point where I was like, "Yo, I could be like a little further back. I'd like to see more lights. I'd like to see. I'd like to like drink the crowd in." Uh, well, the thing about wrestling is it's always better on TV. I mean, that's the thing. Being there, is, there's nothing like being there and feeling the crowd and being a part of that. But like 
watching it on TV and getting the commentary, especially if you're talking about that Taker match. Uh, JR was there. Sucks we didn't hear JR. That would have made it probably amazing. There uh, was a lot of storytelling in that match when I watched it back uh, uh, last night as I was dozing off. Uh, watch it again. There's a lot of storytelling in that match that like it was it was hard to pick up on watching it, but with the commentating, it made it like. Way more, way more special. Like felt more of a story, especially since like guys like Reigns and Taker being in the ring. It's not gonna, the match. It's not gonna feel. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna blow. It's not gonna be a visually mind blowing match like some of this other stuff we saw this weekend and we're seeing it like PWG and whatnot. But I'll say, here's the deal. Say WrestleManias, recent WrestleManias. Let's compare them. I think just flat out, this was a better Mania than 32. I think. Uh, but it was not as good as 31, is what I'm going to say. I agree, but again, just to go back to the facility, I mean, the uh, experience in Dallas was so incredible. Right. And the spectacle of it, it just feels like that's what mania should be every year. Yeah. I mean, inside this place, like, you could not get a drink. You could not go to the bathroom. They closed off that whole club section. It was just a brutal experience I think inside. it's funny to, be, uh, to have a wrestling podcast about WrestleMania and our recap is that we didn't like the facility of the Orlando Camping World Stadium. I think it matters. The Citrus Bowl is a truly consequential. Well, I will say this. I think last year, the three of us got out of that mania, and we said the star of mania was... AT&T Stadium. Yeah, it was the Cowboy Stadium. That thing is a fucking beast. That is a spectacle. It was amazing to just be in there, and we had seats that were in the special Let me tell you who didn't deserve to be on the card last night. Camping World Stadium. Camping World Stadium (laughs) is a piece of shit. Orlando free show. Orlando is a that's a real. <laughs> Here we go, healing out. It's this a guy. tough. It's a tough town to walk around in. I've I've been I've been feeling. You haven't met a town you like though. Uh, yeah, you know whatever. New York and L. A. are nice to walk around in. I guess you badmouth both of those two guys. It, it is uncomfortable to be in Orlando sometimes. This I think the star this year though, like the real star of Gold Bond. No, uh, the ramp. The ramp. The ramp was the MVP. Not Montamius. Montel Montamius Porter. <laughs> yeah, not him. Not me. But the MVP of Mania was the ramp. We're going to go through the match. There's some matches I loved. There's some matches I, that sucked. But the ramp consistently delivered. It was so fuck. It was 80 yards long. Yeah. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. There was also a pyro moment that really came close to my heart. Uh, do you recall? The Rollins pyro. It was really nice. Yeah, really. Yeah, and we'll, nice. and look, and we'll get into all this. We'll get into all this sweet, sweet action. But I do think, like, camp, like WrestleMania. Look, this is the showcase of the ultimate thrill ride. It's uh, the thrill <laughs> ride of the immortals. It's the <laughs> ultimate immortal thrill ride. Right. It's. Uh, I think the stadium matters a lot. Like, there's no reason to have it in the jabroni of a stadium like Camping World. Camping World Stadium. Like, you you couldn't walk around. There were sections that were like. A section off people was like bottlenecked like crazy. It's like, come on, it, it does affect the experience. Someone took a shit in one of the urinals. <laughs> that is true. Listen, that's we went par a- for the course at a Pitbull Flowrider concert, though. And I must say, whatever uh, artistic acrobatics they were doing in between the songs was really a pleasure. Yeah. Um, my other small beef is that, like, I thought, th- I thought it looked awesome. I think just there is something special about being outside. And also being doing it on the East Coast outside, it is cool. Like it got dark pretty fast, but it starts in the light, which I think is cool. That like the AJ Shane match was in the light, and then it gets dark because when we were at Santa Clara or wherever the 49ers Levi Stadium is, that was just like light almost the whole pay per view. Baker came out during the light, and it was a fucking joke. Yeah, 
regarding that first match, didn't you feel like it being light out kind of took something away from that match, the AJ match? It, yes, it definitely does. There's something about it. It's like it's lit wrong. We have our brains have like an expectation of what a wrestling match looks like. And so when you see it, you're like, oh, this feels a little off. And daylight doesn't do good for anybody. It doesn't make people look better. It doesn't make things feel more important. It's, you know, it's concerts are weird in the daytime. They don't feel as important. Like some Woodstock moments, you're like, this would be cool if it was like you had some lighters yeah, up. Yeah, Woodstock sucked because everyone was always complaining about how it was during the day. And yeah. they're like, oh, blah, I hate this. <laughs> yeah, they hated that. They loved the mud. But uh, yes, but at the same time, it's just cool when you see it's light out. Oh, it must be mania. It's like a signal of mania. But I would say that one thing, the original point was that I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like uh, uh, I don't like the globe like copying the Universal Studios sign. But it was called Camping World. I pointed that out to you. It is Camping World Stadium. I think it was a tribute to the great business that Camping World is. <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it's that's the all ultimate that... thrill ride. So it's like roller coasters. Uh, uh, I think wrestling, they can, they're big enough to have their own... Should it have been the Universal Thrill Ride? Would that bring all themes together? All to, that's the new title coming out, though. The you know Universal that? Thrill the Ride? The ultimate title. The, the, ultimate, the, the ultimate new, championship? No, the, the new title is being called the, th the Heavyweight Thrill Ride Championship. Title. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, yeah. Who, who would get that first? Who would be the undeserving champion of that? Uh, uh, Shit Stinky Nakamoto. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's just dive right into. Uh, Let's dive into the card. So, um, let's, 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 just, let's just talk about the kickoff show all together quick, and then... Can I propose something unorthodox? Yeah. Can we talk about the kickoff show, then do a quick ROH dip? Because we did go to Ring of Honor on Saturday night, and then into the main card of Mania. We were there. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, we, 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 we could do that. You want to do that now? You are, I, Look, I don't want to talk about these main events, and then... And then de heighten down to uh, to the ROH crowd. ROH, we gotta hit ROH. Sig signaling already, huh? Yeah. So uh, uh, wait, wait. You, so what you want to do first? Well, my proposal made no sense. It was we yeah. talk about the undercard. <laughs> we talk about the, the undercard of of WrestleMania, and then go into ROH. We should probably just just clear up ROH first, right? Right? I don't know. It's your yeah, show. I mean, you tell oh, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, ROH. We chose to go to ROH over NXT, and. Uh, I think that uh, I feel strongly about that. I mean, I think we, we re I rewatched the NXT card. See, it seemed like a good show, but I was uh, I think it was worth it to see the Hardys Bucks, even though we saw Hardys. Obviously, uh, I still think Bucks Hardys was a really that was a great match. We did have a little bit of a problem thinking the ROH crowd was a little. It was dead. They it was were dead. dead. I, you know what I think? The the building was a little too much for the show. Yeah. There were a few seats open in the upper deck there, and I just think the crowd couldn't overcome that. There was a there was an issue with the energy. I think the card was booked a little oddly. I mean, there were two truly standout matches on that card that yeah. we must talk about. But I would say everything else was pretty forgettable. Um, I think if you're uh, for you jabroniacs out there, if you're going to a show. And you see Marty Scroll is on the card. I would recommend a bathroom break. Uh, you, you're not a Marty Scroll fan. He's he's like very over. He's very hip wrestler. We'll also get to the match. I, I'm, uh, not, I'm, I'm not a Jay White fan either. He was in a he was in a tremendous match yeah. though. But I don't think he deserved his spot in that match. I think just for time, ROH. Let's just cover just big. What's good? I think Hardy's box was great. It was cool because the look the Bucks. Everyone's thinking like, are they showing up? 
at Mania, and now we know that they did. During the match, it was kind of like this thing of just being like, oh, are they taking bumps that they could wrestle tomorrow? Which, uh, which they were. I mean, I think it, it actually makes it a lot more consequential, that they, obviously, that they showed up on the Mania card. But I think we were all sitting there kind of saying, man, it looks like the Hardys, I felt like the Hardys have lost a step. They weren't really taking big bumps. They didn't show us that much. I mean, I think what you felt was, wow, these young bucks are, A, the best in the business, yeah. and B, can only wrestle this way for so long. I mean, they were going crazy, and maybe it was, you know, I think it's partly who they are. I think it was partly because they were wrestling against the Hardys, and right. I think it was in large part because they had to carry the match. But showing up the next day on the Mania card, you saw the Hardys do some things that I think, you know, really were sort of traditional hallmarks of what the Hardys are about. Yeah, I think that we counted, like, Jeff took two bumps during that match, yeah. and Matt took one offensive bump, and then after that, because they were like, wow, it looks like maybe they've been, they're saving themselves. Maybe they're saving themselves for another match this right. weekend. Yeah, and the Bucks were not saving themselves. The I Bucks were just going hard. Did. I'd also be remiss if I didn't mention Jeff's physique, which when he came out in the shirt, I was concerned yeah. about, like, there was, like, a gut layer. You know, he was kind of, he was, first of all, he was wearing an outfit that was perfect for 99 yeah. and makes no sense in 2017. He wears the same outfit. That's what, There's no change to his gear, right? No, look, gear is expensive, okay? Ask, <laughs> ask your boys in the business. Ask Ziggler, ask Johnny Mundo, ask any of the, the greats you've had on the show before you had us dickheads on your show. Yeah, yeah. They'll tell you, Take someone's got to make those outfits. You either got to make him yourself, it takes time. And nobody's making Jeff's outfit. Listen, he's buying he those on one. eBay. <laughs> Jenko went out of business in 2000. He's getting it from he's Hot Topic. Well, he wears, like, really baggy UFO pants that, like, you're like, hey, those are hard to probably even find. I- I've and never seen top, a more he's wearing handsome a scuba guy. Gear. Yeah. The top, he's wearing a scuba suit. <laughs> yeah, when just, I find <laughs> something I like, I have a trick where, like, I'll buy two or three of them. So it's like, oh, so when this wears out, I'll yeah. have it again, yeah. like with sneakers. That's quite the trick. Jeff bought a 1,000. Yeah, Jeff just bought a 1,000 of those. He bought the franchise. He bought Hot Topic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Jeff, they, uh, it, that match was great. The Bucks had some awesome spots. They were just not getting the, they were not getting the pop on it. But, but I my th- point yeah. was, when he took his shirt off, everything looked right. I mean, you, you oh, kind right, of yeah. did. Like, uh, there was something going on with the whatever uh, early era Under Armour he was sporting that yeah. was giving him sort of a gut. And he took his shirt off, and he actually looked pretty good. But I, I just I think Jeff is such a handsome guy. Right. He almost does this like Charlize Theron and monster thing, where I'm like, "You're are you trying to look bad, man? Like the pants are terrible, yeah. the shirt's terrible. It is classic Jeff Hardy gear." But I just I mean, look, let's just put that face on display. You know what a great looking guy. Totally, he's got the classic like I got it, I got it. The tire, you got like the tire around the waist. Dad bod. Like, yeah, the, you know he's got the dad bod, but but bod, but uh, but at the end of the match, Matt was just it was very he gave a speech that i recorded that i posted on our uh facebook page comedians wrestling facebook page he gave a speech it was essentially like we're done uh like we're clearly done at ring of honor bucks we're done wrestling you guys you guys are the best tag team we've ever wrestled against they said ever it was mm-hmm. like you're the best tag team ever but which that is like is, I, that it's true about right to it's me. definitely true but it's just kind of bold because it's like Edge and Christian. There's some big tag teams there that uh, the Dudley Boys. There's a lot of tag teams that people who, uh, who, who, who was, was there. there. Yeah. Bully Ray was there, so it's kind of who looks on pretty. Him. He looked pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 clearly like juicing his face off. He's like he was on the top rope. His calves had so many like veins in them. They like it was like it looked like a, like a baby's head. Yeah, one of those veiny babies, Zika babies head. Yeah, 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 like. yeah, Zika baby. Uh, but yeah, they gave this speech after, as you were saying, right? Yeah. Uh, where they said, hey, you're the best tag team we've ever faced. We faced them all. 
Uh, Tag Team Wrestling is alive and well in your hands. And uh, all right, peace. Right. So it was like, oh, are they coming up? It just felt like, yeah, they're showing up. To the point where when they showed up at Mania, I didn't feel like remotely shocked. You know, which is kind of my big beef with wrestling, which is like, I know everything that's going to happen. It stinks. I I also think we're sitting here spending a lot of time talking about the Hardys, and that match was all about the Young Bucks. I mean, I I think there's not enough you can say about how charismatic, how talented, how fun they are to see, and the risks that they're taking with their bodies. I just, I think if you have an opportunity, you have to go see them now, because I don't know how long they can wrestle this way. These these guys could die in the ring tomorrow. The the fact that the Bucks are not in WWE is just it's it's an atrocity. It's I mean, a, they're like if you're the major. This is like if uh, this is like if uh, if uh, you don't uh, know Le- real sports. LeBron James. You don't it's, know real sports. It's tough for me to That's so you tough. Nothing. You, you have nothing. Me. You can't off the cup of real sports metaphor. But that's you know I'm authentic. I'm an authentic wrestling fan. But it's like if LeBron James was in the uh, some other league. Well, I don't what know what league? league? The WNBA. Oh LeBron James was on the Harlem Globetrotters. I think that's yeah, what it'd be like. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing over well, there? I feel like your your wrestling relative references yeah. still reference wrestling. Like, you have, have no, any there's nothing else to reference. Not only that. A couple times in my life, I try to relate, like, real problems to, like, wrestling. I think probably ma- maybe you want to reference this to magic. Yeah, the, uh, the Gathering. Um, <laughs> you should go the Gathering podcast. Yeah, so Young Bucks and the Hardys closed out that ROH show. It was a fantastic yeah. match. Spots everywhere, ladders everywhere, bodies flying everywhere. Yeah. Any, anything else stand out from that yes. night? Will Ospreay. Uh, I mean, we just talk about him as a guy. Like, it's it's... And Bret Hart Tatanka. Oh, yeah, and there's a guy. We don't know what his we name is. We don't know his name. I got his name right here. because it's So there's Volador Jr. Yeah. Volador Jr. Does yeah. he look like Bret Hart Tatanka? He looks like Bret- a combination of Bret Hart and Tatanka. He's this a guy was, he was He was terrific. Yeah. This whole Fantastic. match, every, look, J, the only issue I had with this match was Jay White. So who is, do you know who was in the match? Yeah, so the match, I'll read it down to you. That match was Volador Jr. and Will Ospreay. Against Dragon Lee and Jay White and Dragon, oh, Dragon Lee. Lee, Dragon Lee was Dragon great. Lee was jacked. What a physique! He actually—I must say—he was the best-looking luchador I've ever seen, and he was fantastic wrestler. But both those guys, Volador Jr. and Dragon Lee, are both in the CMLL, so they're also you know like in the real luchador. Right, Mexican right. They—they they bop around. One of the best-looking luchadors. And yeah. I, look, Jay White. I think I, I don't want to be too hard on this guy. I did. You I saw him at vendetta. PWG. First, his haircut stinks. Uh. I just, it doesn't work for me. He's got an emo cut. Very, it's very Skrillex, and, you know, I'm going to a wrestling show. I'm not going to a Skrillex concert. He's Vader's son, is that true? That's what Arlen said to me. You seen that on the wiki? <laughs> I mean, I've never uh, seen two people look less related than I mean, Noel and Mick Foley. First, Arlen well, said that he Dusty thought... Dusty and Cody, first, you know? first, Arlen said that uh, Jay Lethal, he thought Jay Lethal was Vader's son. <laughs> that was a son. miscommunication? Nah. And I was like, I don't know. About that, yeah, I, I can't. You I, were selling me on it was possible. It is possible. People have, you know, uh, children with people of other races. It's possible. The that question is, do you guys feel like we missed out by not going to NXT of no, ROH? I, I think don't. we made the right. I think we made the right call. We made the right I wish choice. We could have seen those dueling pianos in person. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think. Look, NXT last year was really incredible. It yeah. was kind of like on a certain trajectory. I personally, I, I mean, this is a little bit of an aside, but I think NXT's lost a little something for me. Right. I think it's gotten a lot closer to the traditional WWE product. Yeah. And I didn't feel like we really, mi- like, I think previously, the last couple of years going to NXT, you felt like you were a part of something. And right. I get that the crowd at NXT was incredible this year as well, but I really didn't feel like we missed out on anything. There was no one on that card that, you know, kind of makes my heart flutter. 
we went to the ROH show. I think we saw two incredible matches. I think the Young Bucks are the best thing going in wrestling right now. Um, and, and they're I not no in WWE. They, they are, WWE. That's the thing. To me, it's like the, the Young Bucks are, the, are my favorite thing to watch in wrestling, in all of wrestling. So to me, going to see that, it f- felt good. But I watched the NXT card back. I thought it was pretty good. The Aleister Black match I heard was really dope. I watched it. I felt like it was pretty good. He does, you know, he's, to me, he's still a question mark. Some I of you might know. With, your beef was fair. What? The, you were sort of griping, like, how many tatted-up rock guys do we need, right? Like, and I think that's a really fair beef. It's a little, yeah, to me, it just felt a little bit like, oh, the brooding, like, the brooding rock guy who's, like, in mediocre shape. It's just, I don't know. Baron Corbin. It's not surprising me that a guy like Bobby Roode gets so over. It's just like, look at this jacked, pretty, like, handsome dude who's coming out and saying he's the best. I don't know. I could Great intro, though. Yeah, the intro's great. Anyway, all right, so... Uh, all right, let's move on to the mania card, to the real, the you, real deal. You don't want to talk about Punishment Martinez? <laughs> I think we can move on from Punishment Martinez. You don't Martinez. want to talk about Cody Rhodes? Punishment <laughs> Martinez was, he's like a seven-foot monster in, in ROH, and he wears Shinsuke Nakamura's pants, and the crowd cheered Shinsuke Nakamura at him. Yeah, just to close out ROH, I think it's yeah. worth mentioning. So we took an Uber an hour and a half outside of Orlando to the Lakeland Center. We got in. The first person we see, we say, hey, excuse me, do you know uh, where the wrestling show is? She's like, well... Over here on the right, we have the cheerleading competition. Yeah. This is the fraternity party. And over there, deep pocket is the wrestling show. We're yeah. like, great, we'll hit all three. Three events were going on in that arena at the same time. That's it's, just impressive. It's just crazy that, that the Bucks, like, that's that's what they do. They wrestle in venues like that. They deserve to be in front of 80,000 people. Yeah. They really do. And, they're and just not, better than yeah. everybody. And they're, they're, oh, they're so awesome. Uh, you know, it's, it's a shame. I'm glad we got the Hardys, you know. Uh, I think that'll, uh, look. If the Hardys are in there and they feel that strongly about the Bucks, you know, they're going to have Mick Mahan's ear. <laughs> also, Osprey's great. I hope we see him pop up in WWE soon enough. I mean, you know what? And so let's parlay that and we'll go through the we'll go through the card on WrestleMania, but I think like this is actually a good point to talk about. My big point about WrestleMania and compared to ROH and the indie scene and the PWGs and whatnot. It's shocking to me that on this whole WrestleMania card, WWE is so uninterested in wrestling. Like, they're so uninterested in having, uh, like, a really, like, a five. They don't care about having five-star, six-star wrestling matches You're marking on out WrestleMania. real hard right now. Well, it depends what your definition of a five-star match is, right? Because I don't think to the WWE Well, I'm talking about the definition of, of Dave Meltzer giving it five stars. Okay, fair. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I think that for the IWC, a five-star match has to be Osprey-type shit. And some people probably like seeing... I'm, I don't know if anyone loved seeing Roman Reigns take her, but there's there's a sect of people that are like, that's my speed of match. I think. Yes. I don't know. My point is this. My point is not my point is not that uh every match should be a five star match. My point is that like one match I think should just be like a great wrestling match. You know? Think about the past couple manias. Like, was there is it you know, we have this we're living we have the Okada uh, Omega match. That got major pop this year in the wrestling world. They put Omega on the map. Mm-hmm. Arguably, Omega and the Bucks are like the, some of the biggest stars in wrestling. They're up there in the, in the, in the upper echelons of popularity, well, uh, and they're selling like crazy merch. I'm saying that just you think, just like how they saw Final Deletion, they copied Final Deletion, and now they've acquired Final Deletion. They'd be like, hey, we got AJ, we got Rollins. We got Kevin Owens. Only take these guys who could do five-star matches and have them do a match on Mania. 
I don't think that the WWE's definition of a five-star match for Mania is the Dave Meltzer formula. Like, a, a five-star WWE Mania match is box office. It's brand names. Like you, Taker we, Michaels. We were talking about the combinations that would have made more sense. Like, seeing a Rollins and an AJ together could lead to a five-star match, right? But that is not what I think that they're looking for for Mania, clearly. Like, they're trying to build a card that makes sense for people of all ages— for all understandings of wrestling, not necessarily the same level of depth. I mean, I was sitting out by the pool yesterday. I'm talking to two grandparents, taking their kids to Mania. Like, I don't think that they have any clue what's going on, and all they want to see is just a spectacle, right? And that's what Mania is. It's a it's a circus. My my, I agree that with that. My point is just that it's not wrestling. Anyone will 11, pop you know? for a five star match. Anyone, grandpa. Anyone will watch a match and realize this is good. Uh, I but think then, that then, crowd then last then night Triple H was wouldn't be on the card, wrestling. right? Like, then you would have a lot of people that would not... Goldberg wouldn't be on this card. Triple H wouldn't be on this card. They don't need to. Taker wouldn't I'm be on this card. I'm talking about one match. My thing is, like, why don't you have it's one... one too many matches that are good. <laughs> yeah. if, there's, yes, you're right. There should be one, one. excellent like match one on for the, the marks. Card. But I think that they think that they were going to give us one. I think they always... There's the hope. They're like, yeah, this can happen. And they just don't. Do uh, I mean, listen, that, that... Okay, what match What match on that card, on paper, has the potential to be a five-star match? If you wind back the clocks to a week ago, and you said, hey, we, yeah. what do I think is going to steal the show? Right. I think people had all sorts of predictions. People said, like, hey, Owens-Jericho might steal the show. Owens yeah. is going to pull out everything. People could have said things like, you know, I think Cena and The Miz, I think that match is going to be fucking great. I'm sure they're going to go nuts. I think yeah. Bray Randy was a dark horse candidate for yeah. a steal the so show. Turned when, out to be the last, worst match on the card. So when you say, hey, which of these matches do they think they could have possibly had a five-star match out of? I'm like, I don't know. At least half of them could have been amazing, but none of them were amazing. You know, I don't think you could say they, they didn't stack the deck in their favor. I think the match that we, the match that no one thought was going to be great, to me, the two matches that no one thought were going to be great were probably the best two. Rollins, yeah. Triple H. Rollins, Triple H. And for me, and I know not for you, Arlen, but for me, Goldberg-Lesnar was fucking awesome. Yeah, I liked the Goldberg-Lesnar match. I think it exceeded expectations, but I think the bar was in the dumper. I, one thing I liked about it is I rewatched it, and it took only four minutes to rewatch. Yeah, which, it was, very, part of was, which was very it fun. It saved a little time there. Saved wanna, a little time. Shaved be, a little time off. Yeah, you want to be running through these things. We had a lot to do. You know, a four-minute match really hits the spot. Uh, but it is great that their match was shorter than Taker's. Now, you guys could have made the argument that Neville Austin Aries has that potential, but that hits on your thing, which is like it's not on the main card and it's during the day. I think it probably did steal the show. I, I mean, I don't. I need to watch it back. Right. I, like all I could think of when I was watching that match was, man, if it was dark right now, this would be the best match on the card. Like it was amazing to watch, but there was a crazy glare on the screen, <laughs> and it was like hard to pay attention because it's sunny and you're just like taking everything in. I'm but, flicking through the card. That's what you were thinking of during, during that match. I was thinking because it was the first match. I'm like, all right, what's the best route to get to the bathroom if I have to pee during this hour? Like, it's starting to drizzle. Are we going to get fucking rained yeah. on? This is a problem. The, the thing that I'm always well, thinking about it like this, well, I, if you, the Austin Aries match was completely, it was in there just, there was silent. There was no music playing. It was just it was the tough. chatter, people chattering. And then all of a sudden, Austin Aries music hit in the middle of the day is what it felt like. So it was like, it just, it was, they were, it was dead in the water in a way. The thing that I'm always thinking about when I see an Austin Aries match is like, it's very disappointing to me that that is effectively the best version of me as a wrestler. I look at him and I say, wow, this is, this is probably as good as it can ever get for me. And it's not that great looking. You think you can pull off a last chancery? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling with uh, my wheel in yoga right now. You're looking for a first answer. All right. Uh, um, so, yeah. So, all right. Let's, let, let's get into the card. Keep this in mind. The, keep it in mind my whole that's my my argument for mania is like throw us a match that we th that has the potential to be five star right so just keep that in mind when we're going mm -hmm. through like how you felt where this match could have gone compared to where it landed and how they could have booked some of these guys right mm -hmm. well i mean i think cool. putting aj with anyone else could have led to yeah a five obviously star and so all right pre-show neville aries uh let, let's just fly through the kickoff but neville's aries i mean that was a pretty good match. Should have been on the main card. Should have been. I think it should have been on the main card, but when you look at the main card, especially knowing that Hardys were in the ladder match, which is one you could have bumped the pre-show. Sure, I could have bumped Taker off the main card. <laughs> he was the main event. Um, <laughs> whoops. You could have bumped the women match, but the women match, they didn't get much time anyway. Uh, actually, ooh, should've this is giving match. me the time of these matches right yeah, here. Yeah, which is pretty great. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Austin, Aries, Neville. Good, good match. I got good a match. 15-minute match. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, wasn't paying attention, thinking about bathroom roots and when I wanted to get food. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard to be into it at that point. We were like procuring beers and it was just like getting into it. Uh, thir Thirty-three man battle royale for the Andre the Giant Memorial Trophy. And there were some swerves in there. I mean, I kind of, I think so. We had made some predictions before. We were all completely wrong. Yeah. I mean, I think it was. We all thought Strowman. Everybody thought. Strowman. But it was also cool that like Big Show's music hit, Strowman's music hit. They sort of swerved the crowd. I think you know when things were going a certain way, we were sort of like, hey, maybe this could be Sammy. I think we thought maybe it could be Harper. It was actually very. I mean. In classic WWE fashion, just shoehorn Gronkowski in there yeah. for no reason. It was cool to see the botch. I think, look, Mojo went to Maryland, so I think that's great. I respect Mojo. The botch of what? The security guard botch? Yeah, like when they basically Gronk jumped the wall yeah. and like they tried to push him back out, and then all like it was. It, there's no it was like some lady. There's no kayfabe explanation for what happened mm -hmm. there, uh, but basically there was a botch on letting Gronk into the ring. I think. You know, it, it it was fine enough, but like Mojo's cool, cool for him, happy for him. Uh, it, 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 look, it's on the pre-show. He's the so Zack Ryder it, of this year. The 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 Andre the Giant Battle Memorial Royale uh, Extraordinaire. I mean, he won uh, the trophy. That's it, big. It, yeah, it, it's proven it means nothing, right? <laughs> it's proven to me nothing. Uh, well, it, it forced Baron Corbin into our lives. I mean, that's unfortunate. Look, it means so something. it's good to. It's actually the only thing it can do. The only effectiveness it can do is like if you give it to someone like. Cesaro, it does nothing for him, which they did. If you give it to Big Show, which they did, it doesn't really do anything for them. But it does get a younger guy over. Like, it does help, hey, Baron Corbin, oh, look, that's, a, you know, you want a mania. It gives him a mania win. So giving it to a guy like Mojo, which you want to invest in, plus he had big-level uh, athletic talent in there, which is like, like, oh, he's friends with the football players. It just, I think it's actually smart. I'm proud of you for knowing he's a football player. I didn't know until yesterday. I, I turned to Dan yesterday and I said, hey, uh, do you see that Gronk sitting in the front row? And he like nods with acknowledgement. I'm yeah. like, you don't know who Rob Gronkowski is. Like, he's like, no, no. It's, a, it's an energy drink. No, I, thought, I thought he was an NXT guy. <laughs> I thought he was the NXT guy who was in there. Uh, why is Mojo Raleigh friends with Gronkowski? How football. Those two football, football. Just the, con they, the concept of football? Or Mojo used to play football. Did they play on the same team? Yeah. Or did they play in the same? Just they're just two they, dudes who I like football. I think we're football. getting out of our depth here. We should probably bring this back to wrestling. All right, I'm just very curious. I mean, because yeah. like I've you know I played fucking little league soccer. I'm not boys with Lionel Messi. Yeah. Well, sure, but all the guys on your team were Jews. Lionel? So. Is it Lionel? Lionel? Is it pronounced it that way? Yeah. yeah no. All right. Well, Lionel Richie. The thing is that Lionel Richie. Uh, <laughs> the interesting thing is that Ginger Mahal was second place in the battle royale. But I mean, I don't think it matters who's in second place. This is the, the fucking royale. problem with every Rumble, every Royale. This is a, this is the if I could say the biggest problem in all 
multiple man, you know, thing right now uh, is that when it's down to the last four, you know who's going to win. There's never any, like, oh, shit, two or three of these guys, it would make sense for them to give it to. Do you think it's just lazy booking? I mean, there were four people that should have ended that battle royal that would have made it more believable, right? It's Yeah, it's just, yeah, if, if the last four were Strowman, Zane, I guess Mojo. Luke Harper? And Luke Harper would be like, holy shit, this is exciting because any of these guys could take this thing home. When it's Jinder Mahal and Mojo in there, you're like, all right, so this is going to be Mojo, right? Right. Kind of a bummer, but... Who gives a shit? It's Royale. We probably spent too much time talking about this already. Uh, Gene Zambros first Baron Corbin. Uh, Gene Zambros one. I, 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 this is interesting. Even while I'm at Mania, this was a ten. It was an eleven minute match. Uh, I was just excited that this was on the pre-show. That's I was so belonged. happy that yeah. it wasn't on the card. And also, I didn't even care to watch it. Like I was like, I, I, oh, this is a good time to like piss. I was more interested in the Andre the Giant and then and the Neville match than. This Dean Ambrose match. This I mean, is, this is a match that had the potential to be a one star and underwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, Ambrose. Actually, the finish was cool. Ambrose gets such an incredible pop every time I see him live, and I just do not get it. The only thing I wonder when I watch his wrestling is: Are those standard jeans or are those stretchy jeans? They're definitely jags. There's some stretch in there. There's yeah. definitely stretch in there. Those are the Chuck Norris fans. Yeah, Chuck Norris has his own brand. He teamed up with Levi and Strauss to bring his own brand of he, jeans. He really did. He's the Kanye of denim. And uh, part of it is to do high kicks. Isn't, uh, isn't Kanye the Kanye of denim at yeah. this point? Yeah, yeah, you know, I guess he is. Um, but uh, fucking Gene Ambrose, as he's known on this podcast, someone called him the anti Shawn Michaels on this podcast. Yeah. Because he's that John not, Hannigan? Yeah. Because he <laughs> does not deliver. Like during the big matches, he just brings you nothing. He had bad Mania matches, bad SummerSlam matches. I don't like this guy's matches. Honestly, so if you ask me to count down like the top five worst matches I've seen live over the last couple of years, Ambrose is probably in three of them. Yeah. I, he just he brings nothing to the table for me other than he gets a tremendous pop every time he comes out, and I, I don't get it. And I'll tell you why he gets pop. I think I was explaining to you yesterday. This man gets pop because he was part of the Shield, which was a huge deal. He was like the leader of the Shield. He was the leader of the Shield pretty much the whole <laughs> so time. Reigns, and though. then Reigns started becoming the leader. They started putting him in the center of the graphic. And then Rollins became the best thing to come out of it. But he has a Shield sort of background. That was huge. And then he just like reverted to like uh, an Attitude Era gimmick of like, uh, authority sucks. I don't give a shit, bro. Right. And that will always resonate with the core demographic of wrestling fans, which is like, 13 year old dudes who haven't talked to women yet yeah and uh, uh and also uh another key demographic which is the attitude era nostalgic fan yeah but do you think any attitude era nostalgia people are like oh dean ambrose really takes me back to the days man uh probably not probably not except for the jeans the jeans um yeah all right so now let's move into the hot hot bane card uh i love that we have the times of these matches listed here but uh and and, and you wonder how close they went to when they wanted them to end because some of these matches are so short um that it's just well they started running really short on time later in the card and they were definitely cutting the matches yeah uh, they did and also i think that was the thing is if the matches felt really short in person and i was curious how they felt watching at home uh, a lot of times, but none I of us can answer that question, so it'll be rhetorical. For no, now. It, it, yeah, but I, but it, sometimes it felt like I was like, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe at home that move was so cool that like this, this match should end earlier. I don't know. Uh, all right, so first match of the night, AJ and Shane. So, how do we feel about this match, fellas? 
I think there was a clear indication of putting it at the top of the card that like maybe it would have a couple of exciting moments, but it really didn't deserve to be deeper in the card. I think AJ is great no matter what he does. I knew it was going to be a good match just because he's clearly proven already that he can carry a match. I was actually surprised by the the way the match developed. It was much more of like a traditional wrestling match, I yeah. thought. Especially in the beginning, there was some grappling, some rolling around. You know, I look, I, I, I didn't get why this was on the card in the first place. I did not feel like Shane needed to be on the card this year. I thought AJ got a little bit shafted given the year that he had to not wrestle someone more compelling. Right. But in the end, I think it was a fine enough match and, you know, it was fine. <laughs> It, yeah, it was fine. I think it had to go first because they because great. Jeff Hardy was going to do such a big bump that like he Shane couldn't follow that with what he's going to do. Nor should he. No. I think Shane needs to de-heighten a little. I, I don't think he needs so to be like, wrestling. Let's put this first. It's not for any belts or anything, and it's got AJ, and AJ pops the crowd. So why not put it first? Yeah, it's a good. I think it's a good curtain jerker. It's a good way to start the fucking show, right? I yeah. mean, this 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 will get people like, oh shit, it's happening. Shit, look. This is the same thing we were talking about, how, like, why you were saying that this is a business, so they need to, like, put Triple H in matches so people pay attention. Same thing. Like, you need Shane in matches because that gets people excited for whatever. It gets a certain group well, of people. Well, but that's my question. I commented to you guys during yeah. the show. I was like, are they trying to turn Shane into a Triple H Undertaker? Like, oh, tr Shane's on the card. Like, this is really exciting for Mania. I get last year. Like, he came back with this wave of energy. It was someone you hadn't seen in a long time. He also had the whole storyline of like salvaging the business right. and triple h and stephanie ruined it but like now it like so is shane on the card next year and we're supposed to be excited about that i don't know i, I don't, don't know he shouldn't have been on this card i agree he probably he, should have been he on shouldn't have been on this card because it just didn't it didn't it didn't make sense last year was like look everything and it was a cage it, match it's timing and and it's timing and sh and shoot like last year was like look we know for real that we're low on talent and taker does not have an opponent right uh, at this time, they didn't. Re I don't think they realized the, the potential that AJ had. This probably should have been AJ or something like that. Oh, no, they know AJ has potential. <laughs> I'm talking about then. Oh, then? But that, that was point. AJ's first mania with the company. Right, so, so they're not going to throw him in a taker match. The thing with AJ is, like, he only has so many manias in him, right? Like, that's what I'm always thinking about when I'm looking at AJ. Right. I'm like, there's only so much time. Like, how are we not maximizing the value of this guy? Yeah. He should be... <laughs> Headline. Well, I'm I'll say this, how little they think about stuff like that. By hook or by crook, I'm going to make a bold prediction. I think AJ headlines Mania next year. Yeah, yeah I think he will. And, and I'll take another prediction. Does he, does he end Reign streak? It's going to be against Reign. It's going to be Reigns yeah, and yeah. AJ headlining Mania because Roman Reigns has headlined the past three Manias. Uh, um, AJ's outfit, by the way. Reigns is going. Fantastic. Yeah, AJ's outfit was great. AJ's going, uh, Reigns is going into Mania next year champion. Probably. Yeah. Do you guys think AJ used a little too much dress for men in the beard? Yes. His beard was too dark. It was clearly a dye job. Well, and he was wearing a white outfit, so it was really popping it's what, in is, the sun. it's what is known as a Styles Clash when you wear <laughs> too, uh, too bright of pants and too dark of a dye a job true on your beard. Styles Clash. But those pants were phenomenal red, white, and blue. God, this guy is just firing on all cylinders. Yeah, AJ AJ looked great. I actually thought he had some good spots in that match. The Styles Clash was the, like half clash was uh pretty cool. Like he only locked in one arm and he yeah. went. That was cool. Well, he, the uh, the flip the you know the that was the, off of a submission, right? Like Shane had him in a submission hold. He yeah, picked him he, up and then turned into a clash. Yeah, AJ did like a springboard flip off the ropes it, right into a triangle choke. Yeah. And uh, that went into a Styles Clash, so that's all pretty cool. Um, Shane okay. clearly doesn't have like a big spot in him again, so I re I really hope he doesn't wrestle. I, I, 
I got news for you, man. A fucking uh, shooting star press onto yeah. nobody? That's a pretty big spot. Yeah. That's a pretty but big d- move. D- d- not for the bar he's set, though. And I think I, it's just not that interesting to me to see Shane do that. Uh, look, I, don't, I think we're already talking about this too long. Yeah, My key definitely. point is I feel like AJ got shafted by being in this match. I think he deserves better. I think he's a guy who can steal the show. He ended up putting on a good match because he's AJ. They got to do better by him next year. Totally. All right. Um, Owens Jericho. Um, so this match, I don't. Re- I don't even remember this Stank. match. It, it, I mean, very disappointing to me. Like, great build, great yeah. storyline, but like, where was it? Didn't deliver on any level, and and I don't understand. I can't really understand why. Like, I'm curious. Why don't we really remember this match? Why didn't it deliver? There, I mean, all right. So there was some decent. There was. Uh, Kevin Owens had the he gave him the power bomb against the ring apron, which is always pretty cool. That's a spot I remember. But besides that, I don't remember any of the match. It almost makes me think that like the show was so long, maybe I forgot something. But the match but, like, felt forgettable in the moment. We expected more from yeah. Owens here. Like when he was when he was walking the ramp, you turned to me and said something like, "Like watch Owens' spots in this." Like I think we all expect here's, something here's, really great from him on a yeah. stage like this. I, it wasn't there. Here's what Dan said. <clears throat> I'm going to take us back. Dan said, "Yeah, oh no, don't." No, he said the N-word. No, no. No, no, no. no, 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 Dan said... Let's not rehash what Dan said. Dan said... No, no, Could you imagine Kevin Owens' mania? He's wrestling his idol. Yes. This is his hero. Chris Jericho is a Canadian guy. This has got to be a dream come true for him to do it on Mania. He's going to pull out every stop. He's going to make this the best match of his career. Do you remember what I said? Uh, you also you used uh, uh, racial for uh, Latinos. I said Owens has the worst armpits in the business. Yeah. <laughs> tr- just truly you atrocious right armpits. Right for the aesthetic, I which can't, is fair in pro wrestling. I mean, could, does he have to expose the pit if it's that gnarly? Like, why? Why? Why is he a guy wearing a sleeveless shirt and everyone I don't, else? I, don't think, it I think he's doing his best. To, I, I think it really matters. He's doing his best to not expose the pits by wearing a shirt. I, yeah. Who's wrestling in a t-shirt? He's got the cut-off sleeve. Yeah, but who? But I think that's the... Yeah, but was he going to wear sleeves? That's the max he could go. He should wear sleeves. The only guy who could wrestle in a t-shirt is James Ellsworth. You think he should wear the MVP outfit? Mont- would be a lot Montanius better. Montanius Valkyrie uh, portal. He could he could do a little Spanx work in there. <laughs> I, he, I think he does wear like a Spanx th- under he, he the t-shirt. Has, he has like an Under Armour like type. Like a girdle. You know, but I actually don't think that's the cinch him. I think it's so that when his shirt flips up, you don't see belly. Yeah. Well, I think this that's my all. Read that's it. all related. I, yeah, I did say that to Shebs. I felt like, yo, he's get to wrestle his idol. He's gonna pull out all the stops, and then it didn't feel as good as his Cena matches. Right? I did not pull any stops. Yeah, the tough part about us doing this podcast is like, I have not had time to hit the water cooler and see what the people are thinking about these matches. The ones yeah, watching, but I think that's kind TV. of the beauty of this. Is like, if we're off, it's like this is from our vantage point from the live show. Three like really negative guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I didn't love the match. I like the show though. I think it underdelivered. This this I will say this this match even if it was turns out to be a pretty have been a pretty good match to people watching at home. Maybe the undelivery of the night, like the low the the biggest uh, letdown because we thought it was going to be such Bray a- Randy really yeah. underwhelmed. Well, but, but I kind of I I've said that even before we went in. I was like, is are Bray and Randy really capable of a, of a of a show stealing match and i said that before and i said i didn't think so but i think a lot of us felt like for bray this was an amazing opportunity for him to really establish himself and i just I, that was like a totally forgettable okay. match to be part. fair you know the argument once they break kayfabe and go on a, uh, another podcast and you're welcome here uh they're gonna say they got cut for time because their match was 10 minutes and 30 seconds for a WWE championship match at right. wrestlemania which is essentially the co-main because the only thing in between that and Reigns Taker 
was the SmackDown six pack challenge women's championship match, which is clearly the cool down. Yeah. So this is essentially like supposed to be like a main event caliber match. Yeah. I also think you made a great point during that match. I did. Donsuke Black and Mora. I did? Yes. And oh it, my god. They Look kept using the uh, lighting on the stage as a yeah. part of the match, but it actually had no consequence in the match. Yeah. I mean, are we on that match now? No, we're just I, going I, I mean, ourselves. we're talking about it. We're talking about it. Let's go talking about it. Yeah, that my point about that was. I loved the maggot projections. I thought they were so awesome. It's like little uh, known fact about Dan, big maggot fan. Yeah, big fan of maggot projections. Not I don't like <laughs> uh, maggots. Me, maggot right, yes, projections. Right. No one likes maggots. They're gross. But a projection of a maggot. Oh my god, visually stunning. There was also yeah. uh, roaches, I believe. Yeah, roaches. I think it went, and there were some no, worms. No, we got we got list it in order. First was maggots. Maggots. Everyone was like, "Holy fucking shit, maggots! Maggots! We all love maggots." Yeah. And then the second one was a dirty bag of earthworms. Worms. Yeah. And then the last one. Was like a beetle roach situation. Yeah, Beetles more of a roaches. scarab. Yeah, maybe it was a, a, a scarab, An Egyptian scarab, or a locust. Could have been cicadas. No, definitely was not cicadas. No, yeah, right. you're right. Uh, it was a scarab, Christopher Daniels, onk. <laughs> and it had no no effect. ROH on callback. Yeah. The first one, R- Randy got scared. He said, "Wow, there's maggots here. I got to roll out of the ring, regroup." The second one was like, "Oh my god, he did it again. Got to regroup." By the third one, I think he hit him with an RKO during it. I think. Yeah. So that was like, yo, every when Braid does that, it should cause some kind of distraction. It shouldn't just be like I'm it shouldn't be part of his taunt. I don't think like it should be like, oh, I do that and then I sneak up behind you or something. It's like part of it. But then that might be a layer of just straight up cheating. <laughs> it, it looked Maybe. it looked really cool there. Yeah. But in hindsight, given where that match ended up, I sort of feel like it was a little too much gimmickry. Like it just I don't know. That that match was the biggest disappointment for me personally. Okay. I was expecting a lot more. Yeah. So we were to, uh definitely and I, I think um I think uh, we also did a lot of predictions during this, and I think that factors in here because it's like we all chose Bray yeah. to win this match. Um, and I think there's only one prediction that matters, and we'll get to it because yeah. I think it nailed it. Yeah, well, we will get to that. But so, all right, so uh, Owens-Jericho, we're comparing that to Orton-Bray as two matches that like we felt kind of being there uh, under-delivered. Um, yeah, it's interesting because Owens Jericho got 16 minutes and Orton Bray got 10 minutes. It makes me think like that was early on and then they started going long in other ways. But it's hard to think they went long anywhere. No, I know where they went long. Triple H Rollins was 25 minutes. It's like by far the longest match of the night. Right. And <laughs> um, AJ Shane was 20 minutes, but that's probably Undertaker, also, Undertaker also gave us the old long goodbye there. So I think that could have taken up a few minutes. I, that was probably, that might have been off. Well, actually, I don't know how Is much that was counted on, in the match because there was a 30 minute goodbye. Uh, don't know. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So that was Jericho match. Cool. I, I was like, this had potential to be like a great, like, I was like, these guys are, because these are like two. Great wrestlers. Uh, and then it just you know, fell a little flat for us, but I was happy to see Owens win. He's got the U.S. title. I think he could do some cool shit with that. It's always fun when a non-American has the U.S. title. But I oh, guess yeah. that was going on before. If he paints it with the Canadian flag? Well, I think he's got to make it. Did, did, he, did he take it off Cena before? I don't think he ever held it. He took it off a Canadian. No, no. but before, when, when, when he first fought a feud with Cena, NXT belt against the U.S. title. He didn't take the U.S. title off of him? I don't fucking remember. No, because the first match I don't think was for any belts. Who knows? Uh, Let's not get into the weeds. I, I, don't think, I don't think it was for any belts. And then the second one, yeah. I don't, I don't think he ever held it. Let's, uh, but anyway, so let's go into the, the, the women's Raw match. Actually, this match, I actually, I like this match. I thought this was cool. Uh, the I like they all teamed up on Nia and eliminated Nia Jax. The, yeah. that, that powerbomb was really cool. 
Um, and, and the triple pin. pin. They all triple pin. They're just really selling how powerful Nia is, which I think is it, it is cool. Pile on Nia, they screamed. Um, you know, I had a major beef with this situation. I think Charlotte is a point where she is extremely deserving of a singles match on this card. And yeah. I was disappointed that she didn't have it. I, I didn't feel that this needed to be a four-way match. I think it turned out to be fine. It was a cool match. But I think Charlotte is at a point where, like, she is, if you were to stack rank the best wrestlers in the world, she is in the top ten for me. I think that merits a singles match at Mania. Well, they're clearly at a place, to WB's credit, they're at this place where they, like, want to reward their talent. And have them all be a part of WrestleMania. But everybody doesn't and, deserve a Mania moment. No, I know. But, you know, all these women deserve to wrestle at WrestleMania. Maybe except Nia Jax. They added her in. But she got eliminated pretty fast. So it wasn't, like, a big deal. Also, if they didn't add her in, it would just be another three-way match for that belt. It happened last they did year. last year. And two yeah. of the same competitors. Exactly. I didn't think it needed to be a three-way match. Yeah. Well, what match would you have wanted to see? Charlotte I, v... Well, this, well, this is kind champs, of the so, issue. Right. You, and, you and I had a pretty long talk about this where, I mean, I think that they blew the match that should have been on the Mania card, right? Like, repeatedly on Raw after Raw. And I'm not, I'm not exactly sure why. You should have done Charlotte, Sasha, Hell in a Cell at Mania. Yeah, I, I don't know why we've seen that match so many times what, already. They because did it at Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. But. It, just, it feels like a Mania-caliber match. I think clearly mm-hmm. Sasha is the competitive talent here. I think... Becky Lynch is cool, but she lacks a little something for me. Uh, Nia's not anywhere near ready, in my opinion. I-, I think Charlotte and Sasha are where it's at, but they blew that match over and over and over again, and it was a mania match, and I, I don't really get it. Now, to WWE's credit, we did all predict you, pre- you predicted, you both predicted Charlotte, and I predicted Sasha. And none of us predicted Bailey retaining. And like to their credit, they're yeah, like, hey. that's because we're huge marks. And like obviously yeah. Bailey was going to retain. I just I think Bailey's fine. Like you, I said it to you, we were watching her entrance. It was amazing in there. It, it like they need Bailey on the roster. Yeah. Bailey's probably the right person to kind of have the belt. But like for me, uh, like just I mean even that move she pulled. Like what? And she is not a lifelong wrestler. I mean I guess granted her dad's Ric Flair, but like I mean she's incredible. Yeah, she's clearly like a gymnast. Uh, Charlotte is, I mean, people say it all the time, she very well could be the best wrestler in the company. It's her and AJ. Right? I would like to see them wrestle. Yeah, I mean, AJ versus Charlotte? I would love to see that match. on the hell of a match. Charlotte will definitely be the best female wrestler of all time. As she already is. Yeah. There's no question. Actually, and, and this is a point that you raised uh, to me at breakfast. No, I don't know when you raised it. Is that I'm always making points. Always, always raising at them. breakfast, lunch, I raise dinner. Them. Dan Black is talking wrestling. That's why he's got the Donnie podcast. raised points. Um, was it over crab legs yesterday? No, it was <laughs> over pre mania uh, crab legs. Yeah, we did have crab king crab, <laughs> crab legs. King crab legs. We had and a king crab. crab legs for breakfast yesterday before mania. It was no, a jazz is that, brunch. Is that king uh, crab legs and a crepe? <laughs> at the some, jazz brunch. Is that some jazz of these uh, women's some of the women competitors because they're a lot smaller than the men. It's tougher to do some spots utilizing the ropes, utilizing the ring. Well, that's actually my question. Is it one of my questions is well, no, I mean, is it is it is it tougher it, to do some of yeah. these things? My Wait, question this feels is, like it's gonna get sexist fast. No, it's no, a actually, Charlotte, yeah, I don't so, think it's sexist. My point is this is my point is that they're wrestling in look Yeah, man mansplain it to me, Dan. Do, do, yeah, mansplain it to you, Arlen, because you're a lady. All right. WNBA has a different court and different basket height for women, right? Are you sure? 
I'm, I'm actually not sure. I don't know anything yeah, about real sports. They don't but have a different court. The, ball, the, the ball is, is the, the court the same length? The court's the same. Ball's a little okay, smaller. The court's the, the same ball length. is slightly smaller. They play, they play, the WNBA the play in a half court. The basket is also <laughs> the same. Like, your entire point is Wait, is it, it's not shorter? No, it's the 10 best, feet? No, the they, just, the they just don't dunk that much. But sometimes they do. Yeah. Oh, but okay, but they, they don't. They have a slightly smaller basketball. That's the only thing. And by the way, in golf... Women tee off a little closer, right. but it's the same course. Okay, but they don't dunk, right? Not my point golf. is that these no, ro- sometimes no, okay. they do dunk, though. Okay, my point is that fine. Sometimes they do. Like Charlotte, essentially, could if Charlotte you put Charlotte in a match with a dude, I'm fine with it. Charlotte you know can what I mean? dunk. Charlotte's an exception to the rule. But I'm saying the ropes are the same height for every for every wrestler. Listen, like the Ember Moon, I I don't know exactly what her height is, but like Ember Moon, legitimately looks. Diminishes. Yeah. She is like tiny. I just that, there but are I'm limitations. That I noticed that women, the women matches botch spots more than men matches, and a lot of times they're it's on the turnbuckles. I don't know, or it's flipping over the ropes. And I'm saying that there's a, there's a height difference that I think is a lot of men botch spots last night. Oh, tons. But then also, I guess that well, raises the point. Yeah, a lot of reigns. I mean, men. I guess that raises the point, though. What about like the two or five live guys? Those guys are super small, and they're jumping all over the goddamn place. So I don't know fact <laughs> i don't know maybe that is I, sexist. I, I, again that's why i said it it's a maybe it is sexist. i don't know it's more of a question remember mania 32 the women's match felt like a lot of spots where they were trying to do like three people suplexes off the top like superplexes and stuff it was like that it wasn't it wasn't going there right there is definitely something going on where the women are saying we can do anything the men can do right like right. there you definitely see in even in the move set in the way that women I think they can and they can and i think that they're just try, that like there's a lot of there's there's just more firsts i think on the female side that we're seeing and so i don't think that there's any more botching like there was a ton of men who botched a lot of spots last night. I just think there's more first, and we're seeing things for the first time. Totally. But I, I continue to feel, and I stick by my point, that I think there deserves to be a women's singles match on this card. Yes. And I think if you're really going to claim that there's a women's revolution, and if you are going to have a Charlotte on hand, you deserve, like, she deserves to have a singles match at WrestleMania. The reality is this. It needed to be Charlotte versus somebody. And Charlotte versus Bailey. Would have been fine. I think they just didn't have the confidence in a Charlotte versus Bailey match. I don't think they get the confidence in right. Bailey. And I think Sasha is somebody they have more confidence in. So they're like, we need to throw it in there. And then we already did it th- triple threat. Like, you could walk through the process. It's like, I even, when it was a triple threat, I was like, why not just throw an Nia Jackson there if it's going to be a triple threat already? Is how and I felt. Once it becomes a triple threat, I think and it's And elimination is like, oh, it's a different match. But I think they blew Sasha Charlotte matches on Raws. For no like, reason. title matches on all year. And it was like, come on, that's the Mania match. I'm not saying you can't have it in a couple of Manias, but it's the same thing as, like, AJ Cena. They put that in the Rumble, but, like, AJ Cena could have been... That could have been a five-star sure. WrestleMania main event. Well, the, that Royal Rumble match, if it was the last night, the end, we would have went home very happy. I mm. think there's a good point in here because clearly, at least in my opinion, over the last year, year and a half, I feel yeah. like WWE has definitely taken to not saving things. And maybe that was a lesson learned from Daniel Bryan, from Seth Rollins. Yes. But like over the last year, year and a half, it just seems like... They have an opportunity for a match. They put it on the card. And now there's so many pay-per-views, so they just blow through all these things. And, you know, maybe it's just they're worried about injuries. I don't know. But they definitely have taken the opportunities the moment they've had them. You can't, I think, unfortunately, can't it adversely save. impacts the Mania card. You, you can't save. So I, I understand it. You can't save. Because whenever they save, 
it just becomes botchmania. Like, you know, even this Rollins Triple H match, which we didn't get to yet, but like that was something they've been saving and it almost got tossed out the door. So remember when they did like People were saying, did it, oh, though? Did we get worked here? I, I think we should save this, but... I, I don't think we got worked. It, uh, I, as a matter of fact, I almost have a... I, I won't reveal, but I, I have a source that told me that he they really hurt. Me too. Rollins. I follow uh, Kevin Wilk on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he might be in on the... Video. I think he's working me too. Um, I, was, I was with someone who was texting Rollins in my presence to confirm it. Name dropping again. Yeah. You're you and your LA bullshit, man. I have yeah. had enough of My it. My LA bullshit got me a chair. I'm going home with a chair. What you know are, who are you going didn't home with? get a chair? Me and Chebs. I had chair. All right. Well, we should just get into that. I had a chair for both of you jabronis. No, no, no. Let's take it from the top. Uh, the three bros are sitting there enjoying Mania all night. Yeah. And Dan starts dropping hints that he's got to go meet up with his YouTube influencer friends in the fourth row. And I'm like, listen, man. My friends. Do, They're my do friends. what you got to do. And, and Dan keeps claiming, no, no, no. It's not. It's not about that. It's like, I just want to get a chair. I just need to get a chair, man. I'm like, oh, this is really about the chair? This isn't that you want to sit fourth row and watch The Undertaker retire? No, no, I just need a chair, dude. And then he starts- I didn't know he was going to retire. I thought he was going to win. Sure. And then you told us you had chairs for us. And then what'd you show up with? Uh, Rollins Kingslayer shirt for yourself and a chair for yourself. <laughs> well, I did get the Kingslayer shirt and it's pretty dope and I'm wearing it. I see you in the old, old busted and this is the new hotness. I see you in the old busted, re- rebuild, reclaim, re- redesign. Reuse, reduce, uh, re- recycle. <laughs> re- Seth eat, Rollins. Re- yeah. eat, sleep, delete. Eat, sleep, delete, repeat. But I, um, uh, um, <laughs> that's a great shirt. Eat, sleep, delete, delete. Delete, 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 delete. Delete, 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 Eat, sleep, delete, delete. By the way, my Fitbit, it said. It's so annoying. It was like, like, go for 10, like 10 steps. I didn't do it, sat here, and then it just said, crushed it. You need to get you need to get, you need to get a Fitbit for podcasters. It just knows that you're sitting down for two hours consecutively. I must move so much that my Fitbit thinks that I'm fucking always you're rocking out. You're a little out. spastic. Jingling, yeah. you're jingling. I, I got like Richard Simmons energy like all the time, bopping around. Oh, uh, yeah, so I got I got a chair. So, um, and we'll get, we'll, we'll get into that, but, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm I was. sitting on it right now. I was actually. amongst the greats. I was shooting the shit with Wale and, um. Uh, and I was down. I was I was so close that it was just it was uh, it was overwhelmingly amazing. And uh, the other yeah, thing, is, tell me and Jason about it because we don't know. Well, I tried to get you down, guys down there. Then at the end, I grabbed you guys two chairs. I'm walking out. They are like the security on those chairs. They check your every single security person checks your ticket, and you need to have a ticket for every chair. So they kept. I kept just dodging and be like, no, no, I'm going there. I'm going there. I tried to sneak on the back. There was nothing. Yeah, sell this story to someone else. Dan. Yeah, okay. And then they took him away. And I felt really bad because I texted you guys that I had chairs for you. And then I didn't I have I hope them. you enjoyed wrapping up Mania alone. Yeah, well, I wasn't alone. I was with my friends. Anyway, let's get, all right, let's get into the, Okay, so let's get into the, t- the ladder match. Now, prediction-wise, Arlen, now there was a big, th- you know, we had Taco Bell on the line for the predictions. Once we, annual Taco Bell day. I mean, I think this should be explained just so people know what the fuck we're talking Ooh. about. But we go to Mania yeah. every year, and then we eat Taco Bell after Mania every year, and then we do predictions for every match of the card. And the person who has the worst uh, record, who loses the prediction off, has to buy all the Taco Bell. Right, so and it's always Dan Arlen. It's it's uh well, I was tired, but I do lose a lot. Um, and Shebs has watched arguably the least, not arguably, he's watched objectively the least wrestling of the year, and you predicted it 
all, you almost got the card. Well, not the card right, but you almost only had one wrong. Right. I, I definitely I, I picked the winners a lot a lot better than you guys. I think it's just in my blood. Does yeah. the audience know about your wrestling prediction capabilities? Because we are sitting in the presence of a fantasy rankings leader. Oh yeah, I'm like that octopus in Germany that could predict World Cup winners. What was his name? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, like Jabroni the Octopus. There was some octopus. Jabroctopus? There was some fucking octopus, guys. I don't know. Yeah, no, look, uh, if you wind back the clocks years ago, I don't know, 10 years ago maybe? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop the clock. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, WWE, for a very short time, had a fantasy uh, like fancy football type thing on their website that you could log in and do. It was and how many people were participating? I would say tens of thousands, if not a hundred thousand. Uh, tens of thousands, if not a few hundred. <laughs> and uh, at one point, uh, I didn't finish at this ranking, but at one point I was number 142 in the world on their fancy boards. This is on the short list of things that you are good at? Yeah, I was good at uh, just predicting how things would go week to week. Based on how last week's... Uh, and you gave me a breakdown on how you did it. What was the... Uh... Well, look, man, it was a salary cap. Every, every week you set your roster. It wasn't like... Uh, it wasn't like... I don't know how fancy football works. I don't play it. But basically every week you had... <laughs> Just really driving that point home throughout this podcast that neither you nor Dan know anything about uh, normie sports. Right. But every week you would have a certain amount of, uh, of, of cash and you could spend it like locking in certain, certain guys for your team for that week. They all had different values, you know. The blue chip guys like Triple H, Cena, all cost. And, and you most. had a sleeper, if I'm correct, because there was you, there were some extra points for like uh... foreign object shots. Gave you extra points, winning matches, winning titles, hitting your finisher. All this stuff got you points. Got your guy points. You could sort of predict who who's going to have a great week, right? Like if you're talking about Kevin Owens, Jericho, you know they're in a feud, and maybe one week Jericho gets thrown through a TV screen during a festival of friendship. You, it's it's good to assume. Hey, well next week I bet. Jericho's going to have a big week of retaliation. So, so long story pick- short, your guy was? Oh, Sandman. This is when ECW course. had a big... Uh, was just Everyone takes the Sandman in. in fantasy. Yeah, well, he had a huge week where he just like blasted someone with a kendo stick 30 times. Needless yeah. to say, we ate a bunch of Taco Bell items purchased by Dan, but- and I made the prediction of the cinch. You made the prediction that the Hardys would win the belts. Now, it doesn't sound that crazy. Except but- that they weren't even in the except match. Except they're not even in the match, so <laughs> it's kind of a pretty like brazen prediction. I mean... I'm a brazen man. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, all right, Hardys showed up, this match, uh, and they stole the show of the match, and uh, it's amazing because we're going to see the Hardys three shows in two promotions mm-hmm. this, this weekend. Three but, days in a row. Uh, but, uh, so... Yeah, so how do you guys feel about the Hardys coming out before I get into my my deal with it? I have one small point here. They were um, introduced by our hosts of the night, The New Day. Yeah. And I felt like there was a little bit of botchamania on that. Like, maybe I need to rewatch it, but it was just weird to me the way that they brought them out. Like, I knew when New Day came out, like, okay, it's going down. But it just, like, it didn't. I rewatched I, it. It could have hit harder from where I was sitting. I think they expected the music. It looked like they expected the music to hit a lot faster. So they were just standing around. It took a while for the music to come on. So they just were like, uh... And then I think they said one extra thing just to fill time. And then I think for a second, Xavier Woods was, like, walking towards the ring to pretend, like, maybe it's going to be us. And then and then the Hardy's music hit. It just felt a little weird. Like, it fell a little flat for, like, the moment. But then I think when we all figured it out, there was obviously, like, stadium-wide delete chance. I mean, was that the biggest pop of the night? Look... Having the Hardys announced as the the next competitors in the in the ladder match, I think so. Probably was right? the Hardys the biggest pop of the night. Probably, yeah. I, I, I well, think, wait a minute, um, Pitbull. Uh, yeah, I think no. I think it was um, 
Stephen Marley. <laughs> right. I think it was right. uh, Lunchbag Lewis. Major Stephen Marley. <laughs> I, still don't, I still don't know who that is exactly. Who, Lunchbag Lewis? What about Punishment Martinez? <laughs> Punishment Martinez. So, yeah, so this match, Hardys came out. So, all right, my whole thing with this Hardys, with the Hardys come out is I was disappointed. Uh, well, I was disappointed that the Hardys came out to their old music. Uh, to it kind of made me think of like the old shitty Hardys that like I really I didn't want I didn't want to hear it and then also look I know what's going on they're in that they're in that lawsuit and it's making it weird for them to kind of like fully commit to the broken gimmick but I don't understand because I watched a video where they say delete they say delete he just doesn't call for deletes he doesn't instigate deletes. And they didn't go with like the whole broken motif. Like Jeff he doesn't was... seem obsolete. Jeff seems like pretty lucid and old Jeff. Yeah. Matt Hardy was instigating one thing, which is a conversation here about his hair. Uh, because we <laughs> yeah. saw him sort of up close and personal at ROH. Yeah. He's very frizzed out, which is not something that was going on in his previous run. He also he, he basically is full macho man right now. Right. Where and my my thought on this is like he's dyeing his hair too much, so it's accelerating the loss, which I actually think a lot of these guys are suffering from, namely Taker. Like it's it's hair dye slash hair loss acceleration. Right. Uh, and so he then has the dome thing where he's clearly like using the macho man spritz, the old shoe polish on the on the dome. Right. Uh, and and I just I, I have to comment on it because I don't even know what you do to get to that situation where you have a hat head on the top, but then you have major explosive frizz on the sides. And then Hardy also, he has the uh, the gray dye up front. I mean, white. wild hair. Yeah, white. So, excuse he said me. That, that was natural from his deletion. <laughs> that was when, when he was broken, that happened. It appeared. He said he doesn't dye it. The only thing that's broken are his follicles. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. right on the crown. He's crowning, fellas. Yeah. Well, when like in the storyline, he lost a match to... <laughs> To Jeff, and that caused him to become Brother Nero, and his hair became it, it appeared it like got that. It, it, he woke up and his hair was like that. Well, sometimes when uh, you have I'm a traumatic event, like yeah. sometimes if you get into a car accident or something right. like that, you, you, lose do, you do develop like a gray spot, a pigmentless right. spot in your hair. So I, I that checks out. That could be real. Yeah, it does check out. Uh, yeah. So anyway, look. Uh, Matt Hardy, I was making the quote uh, uh, on ROH. I was like, "Oh, he used to do the they used to do the twist of fate off the ladder." But now we know they were just like saving that for the for for. Mania. And we did not see a Swanton at uh, ROH, and we did last night. So obviously Jeff had it in him too. Yeah, and he did the Swanton off a 19 foot ladder mm-hmm. onto Cesaro and Sheamus, or was it Carl Anderson? I don't know. But it doesn't I matter. Think it was Cesaro and Sheamus, but I don't know. I mean, those two what? jobbers. He Gallows took, and Anderson. He, guys, he's 39 years old. Yeah. He takes that's that is such a big spot. Uh and one of the ladders didn't even break, which I imagine makes it hurt even more. Yeah. Because then you just hit it. Crazy. Uh, totally I, crazy. I don't Great know, like, spot. How when you how do the guys who they when you fall on them, how do they not just um, instantly break all every rib? Yeah, how do these guys not, not get hurt more? I, I don't know. Wrestling looks like it hurts, man. I don't, I, 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 don't, I guess they put their arms up to block, right? You put your arms up. Listen, we, all we flex. did was go to WrestleMania, and I woke up hurting this morning. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I think they just have a lot of muscles, and they flex them real tight, and that sort of protects your organs. The question is, like, what, like, you know, now the question is what always happens is when WWE acquires something hot and dope. Yeah. How quickly can they ruin it? <laughs> I mean, what... <laughs> Like, what are the, yeah. Well, if they can't use the delete thing, and, like, we already, we saw a video online where Matt Hardy was kind of, like, in between character. I, I mean, I think the question is, if it's, if they're not full throttle on this gimmick here, 
I think we've got no chance. It's going to go sideways fast. Right, then what else do the Hardys have to offer? And uh, then the next question is... Matt Hardy has mediocre wrestling dogs. How fast do they want Jeff Hardy reigns? Like, how fast do they want Jeff in the, like, you know how what I mean? How fast like, don't I want that? Well, I'm saying that Jeff was a WWE champion. Yeah. Now, they, like, you know, it seems like the Hardys mind, based on what I'm seeing, and, I'm, you know, look, we can always be at work. It's like, they're like, yo, we're a tag team. Like, this is what we do. We, we're sticking, just like the Bucks. They're like, we'll never break up. We're tag team. That's our deal. Uh, and they're, like, all about tag team wrestling and that division, and, like, that's their legacy. And it seems like, but, you know, Vince McMahon is a guy who has his own vision. McMahon. Uh, it just seems so strange because... They they got rid of these guys. Well, I don't know yeah. how that ended with the Hardys, but like they had nothing left to offer this company. N- not Jeff, not Matt. Right. They, they cut them loose. They're gone. But they reimagined themselves. The only thing that the thing that brought them back is Matt Hardy's just insane choice to go broken, which yeah. is a very cool thing, though. Like, was, I mean, you have you have Cody now go. Like a lot of these guys are going out there doing some independent stuff. Uh, wait, re- I, I'm just rebuilding saying, I'm their just characters. Just a, it's not just a cool thing. It's the most. Over thing happening in wrestling right now. At NXT Friday night, delete chants were during the main event happening across the arena. You know, the Amway Arena. Uh, Kurt Angle's Hall of Fame, he mentioned the Hardys, and the whole Hall of Fame was just screaming, delete, delete, delete. And they weren't even part of the company. Like, you can't, that's the thing. It's like, the Bucks are great, right? But it's easy to not have them. The casual fan doesn't know who it is. But when you start having arenas going delete, delete, it becomes the same thing with CM Punk where it's like, oh, man, when they scream CM Punk, it's like distracting and bad. Right. <laughs> you right. know? It's like you, it's like almost like, shit, we need to get CM Punk. Well, so, but they're going to succeed at killing those delete chants pretty fast here. <laughs> well, yeah. that's the thing. The thing is, Matt Hardy's, you know, gimmick and pageantry yeah. and the delete movement is what brought the Hardys back to WWE that's why they're here, and then you, I don't know if it makes any sense to now just split them and make and Vince saying like, "Oh, look, I, now I want Jeff Hardy going singles for the belt." Like, right. I, I don't think that's what's going to happen because like that's not why they got them, right? right? So I think they're safe as a tag. I mean, they gave them the fucking belts, so obviously they're going to be doing. Well, let's title find runs out tonight, right? We're a few hours away. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, totally. And look, they, it was awesome that they won. They, you know, so far they've done everything kind of right. The Hardys' music, I think, was a big misfire to me. That old shitty music. It's like, come on. They like they needed like more of like the Sting song. You know what I mean? Like it was like we need the the bro- so we we don't want to see the Hardy Boys. Right. And we don't Correct. even want them build as the Hardy Boys. We want to see the broken Hardys. Like so right. far, a- we have a lot of question marks, and yeah, I think we're gonna like, learn more tonight. To me, to me, it seems dangerous to rush this. Bring them in before you know you can use what we want to see. And the middle ground is like, to me, I'm like, ugh, I know I'm, I'm glad to see it because it gives me that immediate satisfaction. Right. But in the long term, I would have waited till they settled that lawsuit. Kind of makes me think that Vince knows he's going to acquire TNA. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That he's like not worried about that lawsuit at all. I don't think Vince is worried about a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's pretty much yeah. in the driver's seat and he's doing his thing. All right, let's get into he's it. He's more of a shoot first, do cocaine later type of guy, you know? I think this is the, <laughs> the next match to me. To me, the biggest disappointment of the night is the next match, was the Cena Miz mixed tag match. And that's a testament, actually, to the talents. That was is the biggest like, disappointment to you. I was wearing a Miz shirt. Yeah, a lot of people were. Now, this match, you guys... A lot of people were not. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone was wearing Miz gear. It was Miz Amanda. Everyone named Arlen was wearing Miz gear. You guys were saying... I think you guys both said this could be the match of the night. This would be a huge match. Well, it had the best build of any match on the card. And listen, if anything that we have to say about this match, we have to talk about the build. And it it was absolutely incredible. The intensity, 
The, the integrity and the oh yeah the intelligence, the intelligence. It's, it's true excuse me it's true hall of famer wb hall of famer kurt angle by the way major pop when he came out he could have had that. the biggest pop of the night <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah major pop he, re- he really did um but just the build of this match the the way that it ended just before we got to mania i i felt there you know it was partly work partly shoot like i i'm not sure if these guys like each other i don't know it definitely felt to me that things got personal and any match that Cena's in at this point I'm going to say that match has the potential to seal the show because he is absolutely the best wrestler that exists all around package. Mm -hmm. And I think you put him out there with Miz, who I think is a great character, and they had a great feud going. I think including the women was interesting. Unfortunately, it did not deliver. Mixed tag matches aren't good. (laughs) <laughs> That's it. Do you any? You have, They're is not there, good. Is there precedent for any good mixed tag I matches? I cannot think of any. You guys were saying this match would be great. I was saying, ah, it's a mixed tag match. I don't think it's be that good. Lita, was there anything that? I mean, do you even remember Miz and Marie, like Maurice and Nikki Bella touching each other in this match? Like, do you remember them like even connecting? Well, to be fair, Nikki was getting ready to be proposed to, so I don't think she was going to. You think she knew? You know what? I don't. This match was ten minutes long. It was garbage. There's nothing even to say. They finished the match with. There's a spot one thing to say. Incredible they, build. Do you agree that it had an incredible? Yeah. Yes. Look, Miz has been in. Miz uh, is a waste. Miz, Miz was wasted. Miz, AJ, like, give me. Miz deserved. A big time mania singles match this year. Right. Big time. Miz Taker. He put a set. He might have had the number one year, right? The thing about Miz Taker is that the match would stick. You can't, you know, you need one guy who could work a little better in there. (laughs) Neither of them can. A lot of people had a a number one. Miz is in great shape, by the way. I just want to say that. Actually, to be honest, I'm all contrary, Bonjour. I think that Miz Undertaker wouldn't have been great because it would have just been all pageantry, like full on. We well, take it was a lot of pageantry in this match. Yeah, this match, Miz, did, did, it, honestly, the Miz, the Miz moments of this match were great. He was going fucking full Hogan. All taunts. All taunts. He and, was full Hogan. It's yeah, a great call. All he was doing was stomping around the ring, flexing, yeah. and Maurice was posing from the side. I was like, this is how you get, uh, on if you played NWO WCW Revenge, this is how you get on special mode yeah. quicker. You, <laughs> you just, just, ta- you just taunt. taunt. If you just keep taunting, your spirit meter goes up and you can do your finisher quicker. That seems like they were. that was the strategy for this match. And it was really fun to watch. But then, boom, just like that. Well, look, in the end, no matter how good Miz is on the mic or how good his physique looks, he can't really wrestle well. Yeah. So when he's it comes down better. to a wrestling match, we're going to get shortchanged. I the love purple. that he stole Dan, Dan O'Brien's moveset, though. That's great. Yeah, that's great. His, uh, Miz has a great year. I can't wait for... I either need him to wrestle Daniel Bryan or I need him to wrestle a proxy for Daniel Bryan, but the absolute best feud going in WWE right now is Miz and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, sure. That's, yeah, that, that, that's and Miz Cena was a great feud, and this match just didn't deliver. But... It ended in a proposal, which I think was nice. The proposal got big pop. The problem with the proposal is that like everyone knew, it was, everyone knew it was gonna happen. Even that they couldn't keep. My friends who were like casual fans were like, "John Cena's gonna propose tonight, right?" Really? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, I think. Who are who are those guys that were? Um... Yeah, who said that? To yeah, yeah. Mabry who... D- down there. They like knew it was gonna happen. Oh, oh the people in the oh, fourth your front row? row friends. Yeah, my front row friends. Yeah, I think oh, word you travels, are the worst. I think word travels pretty fast. Listen, when you're in the I can't fourth wait row. to get you back to Jabroni LA. Tonys. Listen, Jabroniacs. Here's uh, here's the cool thing about the proposal. You know how like in Star Wars Rogue One, they answered a lot of questions. Like the weird stuff about Star Wars was like, hey, why is the Death Star so easy? Why does it have this one easy flaw? And it was like that was one of the things that you could knock Star Wars for. Like, great movie, but like, but the Death Star—you just shoot down a fucking vent, and that's how you blow up this massive machine. Yeah, crazy, right? Same thing. So they answered the question in Rogue One. They're like, "Hey, this guy built in a big flaw. Oh, wow, that makes it brilliant, right?" Yeah. Same thing. It was like, 
Why the fuck is John Cena wrestling in Jordan cargo shorts for 15 goddamn years? What, what kind of wrestler does that, yeah. especially of that caliber? Boom answers the question retroactively yeah. Yeah. because he knew one day he would propose in the ring and he needed ring attire. Bulky where, box. Where he could. I mean, don't you think it's store, a risk, though? Where you could still wrestle with ring. that ring in your pocket? Of course, it's a risk if you're not wearing cargo shorts yeah. with a strong denim. So you're if, saying he was protected against the downside? He was always prepared. Look. One no, day he was hiding that ring in the obligatory Gatorade under the ring. <laughs> in the, the, there's always just a b- bunch of Gatorade under the ring. Yeah. yeah. He knew, look, I got to be prepared for anything. I live and breathe wrestling. It's not a crazy thought that I'm going to have to fucking propose in the ring. Bulky box. I need to have cargo shorts All right, now. well, we only have five more matches to yeah. go. All so. right. So here's the thing. I think that because people knew she was gonna, they were going to propose, I think it would have been dope if Cena proposed before the match and was like, remember they were saying like one of our disadvantages is that we're not a married couple. Like, let's fix that and then have the match and win think that could have been cool what a weird fantasy booking to drop on this podcast <laughs> yeah 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 that's a all right seth rollins uh that was the, the long 25 minute match the longest match of the night yes probably, probably the best match of the night uh, not uh, probably definitely defi- the best match of the night did it help the match that it was non-sanctioned it, i mean listen i had a lot of questions heading into this because i'm like without sanctions how can i possibly know where this match is gonna go and you know what i had no idea it was unsanctioned, but it had a ref and a three count. And it was exactly like all. I other thought it'd be matches. cool if they unsanctioned and they like didn't. It almost like didn't have announcing or like it was <laughs> they like they took the ropes down. Yeah, it was like we're not sorry. Like union rules, like one of us can work this match. It'd be awesome. You know what I mean? It like, was unsanctioned, so it was in the Lakeland Center. Like it was an hour away from Mania yeah. in a parking lot somewhere. I just want to say my something joke about during it was like I was like guys, this match isn't happening. <laughs> I want to say something about Triple H here because I think Triple H takes a lot of heat. You know, a lot of people say like, yeah. oh, he sticks himself on the card in these yeah. weird spots and, like, whatever, ego, mania, whatever. I think there's something really important that Triple H does, which is that he treats mania like mania. Like, first of all, he looked in great shape. I loved what he was doing with the beard. But more importantly, like, he comes out. You have the police escort. You have Stephanie looking incredible behind it. Like, he really builds up the pageantry and treats mania the way it should be treated. And I'm not sure, like, I think he's actually made this knock before, that, like, not enough people respect the pageantry and the entry and everything that builds around the match. And, like, he really, really does. And I think you felt that. And, like, the match itself absolutely delivered, but it certainly doesn't hurt that he builds around the match and he makes you feel like it's a special night. Right. Well, it was a special entrance. The police escort. It's my the favorite Triple H entrance in, in 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 recent memory. Well, he has some pretty bad ones too, but they're cool. They're like I so like huge. that he tries. He He's, tries. But the real entrance of the night, guys, is Seth Rollins' entrance. Oh, because yeah. that ramp was the star. That yeah. ramp is fantastic. I can't st- stress how impressed I was with the ramp, and he came out with the torch, lit the ramp. And that little digital fire traveled all the way, all the 80 yards down, all the way to the ring, and then lit the ring a little bit. I was very yeah, impressed with he that. He burned it down. He was wearing, he was all. Says it on the shirt. Burn it true. down. Kingslayer. I don't know, I loved it. I love both entrances. I think it's great. So the thing with the Triple H entrance is, like, I love the concept. First off, I thought the motorcycle with Steph on the back was awesome. Awesome. Uh, I think it just, like, it wasn't, like, a corny, like, helmet. It was like, yo, I just ride a fucking motorcycle. And, like, it felt more authentic that he, like, might ride a motorcycle, you I know? Mean, also, He's like, Steph is the best talent in WWE. <laughs> She's up there. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm not going to argue with it. Um, so poli- the funny thing is, like, all those police escorts, 
they all drive out in front of you, but his opponent didn't enter yet. So his opponent is in the back. So if the idea is that it's to protect him from, uh, from that, his that was, opponent. That was J&J security. Yeah, and also it's not sanctioned, but it does have full police. It, does, it feels like the most sanctioned thing ever. It has yeah. police force. Wait, what's Triple H even wearing a helmet? No. So then, technically, those police should have given him a ticket. <laughs> yeah, he should have. No, it's Florida. There's no rules. No helmet laws no in helmet Florida? Laws stand, in your Florida. Ground. No, stand, no, stand your ground. Stand your ground. Well, yeah, I know uh, you can stand your ground, but do you have to be wearing a helmet while you're just shooting people on your property? But the match itself was just stupendous. Yeah. And I think when you look at Rollins, I think it was easy to forget because yeah. we've had a little bit of a tough year with him. Yeah. Who he is. And, and you know what? That's like a knock on us as wrestling fans that we don't give credit where credit is due sometimes. Yeah. I think if Rollins proved anything last night, it was just like, this guy's one of the best in the yeah, biz, and like, he he deserves everything he's earned, and and we miss him from being a full time like, wrestler. I'm not like an Ambrose Mark, but like just to think of him as an example right now, like right now he's locked in the mid card, you know, where he belongs. But I bet a lot of his fans are just like, yeah, he sucks right now, blah blah blah. But like he clearly easily could get bumped up any second. I could show that he's good to you, a fan of him. Uh, and it's but like it's important to stick with your guys when they're not getting booked the, the way that you want or injured, you know, or injured. But Rollins also was booked weird this year, so I don't know. Uh, I just it just wasn't his moment, no. but it does go to show you that when he is given a moment to shine, like talk about grabbing the brass ring, yeah. That's what this guy does every time. You give him the mic, he grabs the brass ring. You give him the ring, he grabs the brass ring. And I just think last night was a, an incredible display of his gifts and talent. Totally. And I really hope that his knee holds up, and I hope we get a lot more of this it, guy for worrying. years to come. It, his, has, his knee is worrying. Two injuries, you know. But he's still doing crazy stuff out there, right? Like, it didn't look yeah. like he was holding back on any level. And I'll tell you what. If no, he was acting if, like it was sanctioned. If you're able to do all that stuff that he's doing in the ring— and also, like, fake it like you're also hurting your knee doing these things. That means your knee's in pretty good shape, I think. If you could, like, do moves and be like, oh, that hurt my knee. Like, you can't just, like, whack a do around and right. play with it like it's like it's actually breaking. Because that's, you know, then you might actually hurt I, I it. I did, like, the tease of the moves that injured him as well. Like, it, it was a well-paced. I mean, obviously, it was the longest match on the card. Yeah. So they gave it the room to breathe. But it was really well-paced. I thought it had some great moments. It was really good storytelling. I yeah. think this also epitomizes the best of Triple H, like not putting him against Roman. Like you put him against someone who can really go, and I think he can deliver in that context, and he right. did. I got to cut you off there because we're only allowed to talk about these matches for as long as they ran. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, no. then we blew that already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that match was great. Uh, I, Ron, I, was, I was happy to see Rollins hit that Phoenix splash. I feel like he was missing that splash too many times to put that. I didn't remember that he can actually hit it. Um God, Rollins is just the best wrestler. He's so fucking good. Um, he also is like really good at saving his spots for the big matches, mm -hmm. and that's why it's a bummer when he gets hurt. His outfit was great too. His outfit was really. It's good a bummer last night. when he gets hurt. Is my point. His outfit was great. It's a bummer when he he has a real knack for like his pageantry. He's got locked down. His character's got locked down. He's really good at like, hey, for the I, I when it's a big show, I'm gonna bust it out. He has that like Shawn Michaels ability. Yeah. He's also, you know how some some guys you go like you don't wish anyone to get hurt, but sometimes you say, like, you know what would be really good for this guy? Just like taking a few months off, a little yeah. injury. I, I don't feel that way with Rollins. Like I feel like he's just heated up. Yeah. And then he's been cooled off a couple times. And I just think he needs continuous presence in the WWE and he'll find his way back to the top of the card, and I think we'll all benefit from it. So Orton Bray, we covered it. Uh we covered the match Very already. We'll, we'll cover where they're going to go forward with this in a little bit. We'll just kind of do like a quick rundown of like, where do you go here? Where would you go here? Where would you go here? Uh, but uh, yeah, Lesnar Goldberg. 
Um, so I, okay, I love this match. I mean, look, because I had the right expectations of what it was. Um, I think it was exa- exactly what I wanted, which was just a bunch of, like, no-sells and suplexes because, uh, like, these guys are just two animals, and they went at it for five minutes as hard as they could. There was a couple of moments that were, like, really exciting and unexpected. Like, the Lesnar jumping over the spear. Like, to see a guy who's 300 pounds jump over a guy running at him uh, who's, like, doesn't duck that low because he's also a fucking 6'5 big dude. Like, um, I just thought it was great. We knew Lesnar was going to win. Uh, my my main beef with this match has nothing to do with the actual match. My beef with this match, I thought the match that was, it was cool, on the card was that it was no, I liked it. I'm saying was that Goldberg was just breaking kayfabe too much in interviews, and he was just kind of very clearly like, "I'm gonna lose. I don't want to do this. I'm here just for my kid." And it's fine. It was cool to be there for your kid, but just twist it. Just be like, I'm here for my kid. I want to show my kid who I am and that I'm still the best and I can still do it. But he kept being like, I'm happy to my kid in a defeated way, being like, I'm happy my kid just gets to see a glimpse of who I used to be. And it's like, no, you're, you're the champion. Be the champion a little bit more. And that doesn't mean you can't have honest interviews. You could still say working out is hard, but still be like, yeah, I've been, and I'm also a tough son of a bitch. And like, Lesnar's going to be hit hard. Like, you know what I mean? I don't think Goldberg was ever a promos guy, you know, so he didn't yeah. have that muscle. But Nor was he ever a guy that, like, really clearly loved the business on anything. No. no. So. But neither he was still Lesnar. doesn't like it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But this match, fucking high octane, man. I know, Arlen, you didn't like it, but I, well, I love this I match. Have... It was ten suplexes, four spears, a jackhammer, and an F5. Is that an actual count? I think that, that was, like, my offhand. I don't know if that's official, but that's, like, that's what happened. That's an Good. unsanctioned count. Unsanctioned of what count. In the match. But just, it was all. It was all Oreo. It was all cream. It was all just the good shit. They went. Here's the good shit. Boom, 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 boom. And then you had the jump, and it was great. The only thing I would have added for that match is like if that last F5 Goldberg kicked out of, just to give him a kick out of a finisher, and then they do like one last final yeah. dance where they're each trying to get the other one in each other's finisher. Reverse, reverse, reverse. Boom. Finish. Goldberg should have kicked out of an F5. That's my only That's thing. Other than that, I, think I have a, a couple. Match. Well, I have a couple very specific beefs with this match. Yeah. One, Goldberg didn't sell anything. So I, yeah. I just think like it just the point of Brock is that he's this beast incarnate and he's like this crazy dude and he's humongous and I think if you're just gonna no sell everything like he didn't no sell everything if you rewatch it he he no sold the first three German suplexes right. but you think about it, he's coming down to the ring fresh so he's Goldberg he is Lesnar Kryptonite. And that's the story we've been told. And he gives three suplexes in a row. Which, which into is, I have a, a hard time buying. Like, I, I, I yeah. don't think I was ever absorbed into that story right. that he's somehow Lesnar Kryptonite. Right. But it is the story. But it's okay. You don't like You don't buy it. Look, I, did, I didn't buy so it. The, yeah. It's all about delts. Lesnar has huge delts. Goldberg has huge delts. The only other person who could possibly be in that, you know, in that conversation is Bobby Lashley. If you have delts like that, you could no sell shit. Yeah. Delts and traps. But I think my, my oh, main. Traps. Yeah, I meant traps. Oops. My main disappointment is just that as a later in life wrestling in fan, I never saw like the really athletic version of Brock. And I think just like the of one Lesnar, trick. Po- of Goldberg. Excuse, uh, uh, no, no, of Brock. Oh, right. Like the one trick pony of suplex Brock to me is not as compelling at this point, because I think we've seen it for a while, as a guy who's the size of Brock that has the athletic gifts. So I agree with you. Like, right. the jump over the spear was pretty awesome. Yeah. I personally would like to see more of that from Brock. And I am I think part of it is I'm just a little tired of Suplex City. I've been there enough. I don't need to go yeah. back there. 
Yeah. I'm fine. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I just think we need another direction with this. It's a little too one-dimensional for me at this point. I have no love You live in Suplex City. Yeah, of course. I mean, you see me. Well, you've been in, in that's he developed it at the San Francisco uh, WrestleMania, and that's where he said uh, Suplex City. So I imagine San Francisco is Suplex City. Actually, Santa Clara yeah, is Santa Suplex Clara. City. Another Actually, terrible Actually, everywhere is Suplex place. City because they sell Suplex City T-shirts for every single city. Well, I think they sell tickets for Suplex City. Yeah, you're right. There's Suplex Cities everywhere. All right. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I thought this match was awesome. I just think it's like, do we see do we see Goldberg tonight? That's the question. Like, does Goldberg is he just gone? I mean, I I think he'll, I think he's gonna come out. He might come out. Do but it I think away. he's gonna hey, be like, it, this is an honor, and like that's it. Hats off to Lesnar. And then they might have Lesnar just bury him for good. Like if like just we just whatever just have him just just you know because he got the upper hand on Lesnar. Want to come out and just fucking destroy Goldberg to send him home dead? Is Goldberg a first ballot Hall of Famer? Is he getting in next year? Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, you but see it who's in the Hall of Fame. Of Taker. Right. If if Taker's headlining, I, don't, I think Goldberg could headline a card. Uh, uh, at this point, he was a WWE champion. Like Goldberg could headline a class. Right. Not a lot of I, not I a actually, lot of Hall of Fame integrity here. Don't think Goldberg. I actually take that back. Like Mick Foley didn't headline his class. Yeah, like, that, that, that kind of sucked. I was because I don't think people that. would pop for his. Like him to like headline the speeches. Yeah, but you're also forgetting they're gonna run out of people to headline, and Goldberg will be at the top of the list yeah. after they run out of people. Well, The Rock's not a Hall of Famer yet, by the way. Um, <laughs> all right, the female match. Naomi also, wins. he broke his streak of showing up at Mania. Yeah, that is true. He's so goddamn, he broke busy. the streak. I actually own. appreciated that they didn't do a lot of legends work. Like, I think they, it was good to. They, did, pull they kept off they that. kept this a WrestleMania. Like, this was a wrestling <laughs> card. Uh, not by choice. I mean, Shaq was supposed to be there. Yeah. Yeah, what happened um, with that? The women's match. Yeah, I, I think Shaq didn't just didn't get in shape for it. <laughs> That's kind of what I feel like. I'm if hearing. we're judging by the size of his ass, then yes, I think he probably did not get. In shape. Um, this is funny. Uh, Wikipedia gives the order of elimination for the battle royale. <laughs> um, all right, so the Naomi wins. Who cares? Can we just say who cares? Uh, I, listen, I, real quick. I, I don't think this was a phenomenal match. I don't think it merits that much conversation. Five minutes, thirty-five seconds. I was really it was happy. Longer than Lesnar Goldberg. <laughs> I, I think. I, I think Alexa Bliss is phenomenal. I was happy for Naomi. Like clearly, when she got injured and had to drop the belt, it was very emotional for right. her. Especially it turns out the injury like, wasn't as bad. It, it clearly wasn't as bad. Yeah. This is our hometown. I, I just want to say, like, I think Naomi's cool. I felt the glow last night. That's all I want to say. I think Naomi's a jabroni. I think Naomi's actually an example of what Jason Shabiro sitting to my right. I give him credit for his thought process of not everyone deserves the belt. And uh, like some of the biggest wrestlers of all time, Jake the Snake, didn't have the belt. Like, not, But not in this era. Everyone is holding the belt right now. I know. Now. So and I'm saying I think it's, it's like, a really good she's point. She's just not good enough. Um, now, she is getting popped. The glow thing is like, I don't Again, you know me. I don't it's like. Not for you. I don't like gimmicks you. that have nothing to do with the person. They're like, hey, here's a gimmick. Here's your gimmick. Uh, or you're just like not selling it. Like the glow, it's like, I don't know how you sell being like, I'm just a person who loves glowing. She's like a dancer. You know She's what I mean? She's a dancer. I like glow in the dark. I like black lights. Yeah. I don't it's know. like, I just really like the glow. And maybe if she was like, yeah, I live in the darkness or like a Bane thing or something. I don't know. But like, I don't like it. Same thing. I don't like Becky Lynch's steampunk. There's too many just like random things. Uh, well, you just have to pick a hair color. Bobby Roode, my thing is that he's glorious. It's like, I'm just, yep, you know, I'm glorious. No one uses the adjective glorious. You're just glorious. jealous. You're jealous. No one ever goes like, yeah, that guy, he, he's glorious. Bob Roode is yeah. a glorious man. Whereas AJ Styles, by accident, people say that match was phenomenal. They accidentally say that about his matches. I say it on purpose, too, yeah. but anyway, I get your point. Uh, yeah, I'm... Um, is it, um, uh, yeah. Seth anyway, let's get, to this, let's get to this main event. So first thing we got to say about this main event is, was this announced as no holds barred at any point? 
I don't remember yeah, that. Right, right before the match started. Did you they hear them say that? They announced it in oh, the arena. Yeah. yeah, they said it to like at you, WrestleMania. You know why you couldn't hear? Because you were going to close. sit with your YouTube influencer friend. I was too close. Yeah, you were abandoning the bros to go hang out with some influencers. You wanna, you're but, sitting on that chair. You want to sit on the floor? You're sitting on this souvenir chair. I should be sitting on my chair right now. <laughs> yeah, but, did they, well. but did they ever say there was going to be no holes barred You know, a week no. ago? Never. No. That's no, so I would have heard that. Also, it was like same thing as the Hardys match being a ladder match. Like they clearly shoehorned that in because the Hardys signed, but like they didn't. That was like th- that was just like I only remember Sheamus getting hit with the ladder, but I don't remember them saying it was a ladder match. You know, I mean, there's, obviously you can miss things, but there was no. So Taker started him with a chair, and I was like, oh, a DQ. I was like, he's gonna get DQ. They, they, they said it. They said it earlier. Yeah, like they, they announced the match that night as right. no holds barred. There's something I want to key in on that was kind of a theme of our weekend so far. We actually we saw a lot of pile drivers at the ROH show. Yeah, and uh, it was a little uncomfortable about it. I think you guys made some points that like it's just because you don't see them a lot, and I sort of yeah. said like. I just feel like the percentage of pile drivers that end in an issue is super high, and yeah. I just get uncomfortable sometimes watching them. But we also saw like a ton of botched pile drivers and and pile driver adjacent type of moves. Yeah. And I think, you know, in this particular match, I, I just I, there were so many botched spots, and I get that you know Taker's kind of on you know he's on the back nine here, or the, frankly the 18th hole. Um, but you have Reigns, who just clearly couldn't really carry this match in the way that he needed to. Right. And I don't understand why he was... Why did they continuously attempt moves that clearly he couldn't pull off? And then, even in the match, he repeatedly attempted to try yeah. the reverse tombstone. And I, Well, I that, was, that was the big one, right? The big the big glaring, you know... There were other symbol- botches Sure, match. but like I think the symbolic, hey, this is truly the end of Taker, was... That they tried to do the tombstone into a reversing the tombstone, and he could just couldn't get Taker up that way. Yeah, it, 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 look, just, I was really close for that, and it was, it was so. Oh, was, we forgot. Thanks for reminding us, Dan. Was, well, look, don't be jealous, but uh, I was like, it was, it was like really sad to me. I watched it, and like Reigns tried to get him up like three Taker's, times. Wait, are we talking about Taker's hairline, or are we talking? No, about- no, and I, I couldn't tell who botched it, but I think. The taker's just fucking heavy as shit right now. Yeah, but I think it's also and just it's tough like, for him to, to to get his body in a way where you can man pick him thing, up. Yeah, right? it's a two-man like, It's a two-man job. You got to do it. So, yeah. and like, they easily... I remember Batista, Taker, they easily did that in 07. That was like... Back in 07, man. Woo! Yeah, because that's a like, cool thing where in the European Tombstone position, you can always do, like, the flip into the other guy holding the other guy. Right. You know what I mean? Well, I think this also brings up one of the world's greatest mysteries, which I think we touched on last year, which is what... Is Reigns' abdominal situation? Maybe he doesn't have the core strength. We don't. I've yeah. never seen yeah. his abs. He may not have the core strength for a reverse tombstone. Um. So, all right. How do you? So this is Taker retired, right? Yeah. So how do how do you guys feel about the way he retired? How do you feel about the fact that he didn't announce his retirement? I think it was like most. It's precedented that you go like, if I lose this match, I'm retired. You yeah, Taker doesn't do a lot of talking. Right. I think he probably should have announced it five years ago. Um, yeah, well, and retired then. Sure. Five years ago, he should have announced that WrestleMania 33, I'm going to retire. Well, realistically, what do you think should have been Taker's last match? Uh, it's so hard to say. I mean, the uh, obvious yeah. answer is Cena, but I'm not sure. I think that's just like I think the... Right. No, I mean like in years back. Like, should he have retired to Lesnar? Nah, you can't retire on like your first loss because, you know, that, that's crazy. Like, I don't no, think that it's that crazy. Yeah, that's why he should have like, retired. That really should have been it. I, I don't think uh, that's maybe. crazy because He's done you not transferred any good work since. Has he done any good work since? Any of this Hell in the Cell, this Hell in the Cell match with that match Lesner, wasn't even that good. The no, that match was terrible. Lesner, that match wasn't good. The Brock Lesnar streak ending match was a bad match. 
It was only good. Supposedly, be- Taker was concussed. Sure, but it, it wasn't a good match. Uh, he hasn't been having good matches for a while. It's time to put him down. That's what I, it was sad because we love him. He's amazing. He's the, yeah. One and of my, why not? Have, why not have Reigns do it? He, he's my, a guy to do it. My key point about Taker that I just don't understand at all is like he's all entrance at this point. Uh, like forever, they're gonna have the opportunity to invite him to Mania. Yeah. Bring him out. Do the entrance. We'll get a little. Uh, eye roll with the tongue out yeah. and then he can go right back where he came from and it's fine and I think we all respect Taker he's the man we watched uh, the the 07 Rumble last night after the show and just the difference between Taker last night and then is completely night and day yeah. and I don't really want to remember this part yeah. you know because he's been such an amazing part of the business and, and I just think we'll get that entrance forever I don't understand why I got dragged out this long it's hard to say who, like, certainly ending on the streak ending would have made sense kayfabe-wise. I, you knew that they wanted to infuse this power into Reigns. I think the way it all went down, it still doesn't solve the job because I don't think Reigns looked super strong to me last night. Like, right. the, what, what we'll remember is the botches and that Reigns has now headlined three consecutive manias. None of the matches were great. I think somebody tried to make a claim that the three years ago one was great, but, like, that, again, is Rollins, in my opinion. So, meh, you know? Yeah, I mean, look. Look, we could be negative about it, whatever. I think that uh, losing the streak would have been a good way to go. I think it would have been a better it's, match if you had been I sitting next think, to me. I still think that, well, you know, that's a compliment to me. So I'll take that as a compliment. I'm, I'm sorry that you're disappointed I'm not there. That's nice. It's I mean, nice. you and your L.A. friends can do whatever. Just remember, remember me and Jason when you sit second row at all your wrestling shows because I'll, of your podcast. I will. I will. But so, Reigns, I did think that, like, I don't know if this was the, in- the intended ending of that match, although I actually think it was. But the way he put down Taker, I really dug. I liked the, like, super spear. Sure, The, like, bounce, 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 and, like, hit him. And also, I rewatched the match, and, like, Taker's doing a lot of shit with his face, like... He's like, yo, I'm, like, done. Like, I'm trying so hard. He's doing the thing that I wanted, which was, like, the broken taker. Acting. And yeah. He, yeah. And he did the thing where he went up, he got up, he did his sit-up, yeah, and, and then over. he just died. Yeah. He sat back down. Like, it was like, yo, I'm, I'm like, done. I actually think it was a pretty apt, pretty good retirement. It's just, to me, is like, for this crowd, I think you need to spell out your retiring a little harder. I just you think they well, need to spell it out harder than that? No, I mean before the match and stuff. You, okay, you okay. wanted this. You wanted this build as like Taker's retiring if he loses, right? That's yeah, what you want. I did, but I think it's like it didn't even need to be the stipulation. But isn't that it kind just, of it, out of character for Taker? It is. That's, that's he, my, he didn't I need to so. say it. Uh, it doesn't matter. This was not the flare. Well, he didn't need to say it. But what if Stephanie was just like, look, you know, like it's like you've, you know, I something, thought, something. I, I thought last night Vince should have been at the top of the ramp. Like I get. We were talking about whether yes. the whole locker room was going to come out, and I think that that'd be too weird for Taker. But I did feel like Vince no, could have come out and just like slow clapped him a little. Yeah. There was something. That's, that's there could have been one more heightening look, thing of it. That's not what Taker like. is. Kayfabe only. That's right, his exactly. Deal. So he's not going to acknowledge that like he has a wife and a kids. Like he's not going to have them come out and hug him. Sarah. Right? That's his ex-wife. No, that's his, his guy. Ex-wife. Michelle McCool. Michelle McCool. Uh, right, 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 right. Yeah, she was sitting real close to me. Um, hot shot, hot shot. All right, look, here's the deal. You're I know you think that there should be more row seats. There should be more going <laughs> on with Taker's program. retirement, but Taker is a business guy. Like he is the business, right? right? He is kayfabe only. So he doesn't. He's not Ric Flair. He doesn't want a whole. This is about me. Give this. Make this be my big moment. He doesn't give a fuck. It's all about right. the show. It's all about WrestleMania. For you know. So for him, 
he did everything in that match that he needed to do, like falling over, slumping right. over. Like he acted. The sh- this was, I will say this, this was the best Undertaker match we've seen in years. Match period. Right. Like he's been bad. His matches have been terrible. Yeah. I don't know if this match was that good. But it was the best. It be- wasn't. But this was the best match I've seen out of the Undertaker in a while. This was a great performance from him. He did good, and then he went out the way the Undertaker goes out. He he made his, his grand gesture, took off the gloves, took off the hat. It was poignant. It was subtle, but it got the into message. the sunken place. It got the message across. Yeah, in Taker style, we're like, look, this is about me, just a little. It's really about the business. He went out on his back. That's the way it goes in wrestling. Yeah. And then he just left, put the fist in the air, and you know it. So here's the deal. I think it was perfect. I rewatched it. You guys haven't rewatched it. Now, I want to tell you that one thing, Orlando looked spectacular on camera. Like, I think people watching at home. it looked spectacular there. It looked spectacular. But to the point where when Reigns won, he's on the ramp. They hit an angle where it's just fireworks going off. His arms up, his face in, like, a really mean pose. And he looked, like, awesome. And you were like, man, Reigns, like... They're just pushing I don't think anyone's Reigns. ever questioned if Reigns looks cool. Yeah, guy no, looks but I'm saying, like, he just put down Taker. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. he put down Taker, and he looked like I put down Taker. So you think this is the heel turn now? Um, these guys didn't shake hands. This wasn't, like, I respect you moment. This was, like, I beat you, and I'm walking away, and you're a, jabr- you're a punk. Yeah. Like, you're dead. You're an old dog, and I put you down. Like, that's what it was. So, in that way, it was pretty fucking badass. And it's badass of Taker to go out that way. But wait, I, wait till Rain starts talking about climbing the beanstalk because he won. I still think if the whole roster came out and collapsed, it wouldn't affect his kayfabe. It would have just been, like, respect to Taker. I'll tell you what, happen. if Taker was going to do something like that, it was going to be like this. 30 minutes after the match... Once the stadium clears out, yeah. he hangs out there for a while. He, he would have played dead for 30 minutes to an hour until okay. everyone was gone except for the, the cleanup staff, and then you could come out and clap for him. Here's us. the deal. We're all forgetting one essential point here. He left his MMA point gloves here, in the ring. that when Flair went down, that was not the end of Flair. He was on Raw, right. and everybody came out to salute him, including Taker. Remember? So yes. Yeah, so and so we might see the Taker salute. Tonight, like he might, that might happen tonight. That is a fantastic and that's point. We're gonna parlay into what the fuck's happening tonight and tomorrow. Like this, this is like one of the most exciting. What's gonna happen next thing? Like we know. Does okay. Well, I'll just ask you guys questions, and you can go kind of quick because we're going for a while. But like, okay, Rollins. Is he taking a break now? Is he going to heal that knee, or is he full swing? I, I think if last night proved anything, that knee's totally fine. If you could wrestle on it at Mania, you could wrestle on it five days a week. Okay, <laughs> fine. So do you think we? Do you think we were? He's here, and he's. I'm he's, wearing yeah. the shirt, aren't I? Yeah, Are right. you? I think Ross yeah. is jumping off a cage tonight. This to to Raw tonight. I'm wearing it. I got a different shirt for Raw. Um, uh, that's why I'm rocking this now. All right. Um, Orton Bray, is that over? I sure hope so. I don't think so. I don't, I think, I don't so. think that's good. And does Bray get the boat back, or is he done? I don't know. I we, hate that was they that took a two-second championship run. I, I hate that they they no faith it in Bray, like that first CM Punk run. Like this right. is like such a no faith title reign. I think for the first time in a while, like for the first time ever, they gave Bray a shot, like a real like piece of the pie. Yeah, and it kind of sucks them to have taken away. So I, I hope he's still in the picture. But I, I think don't know. Bray, like, because I'm saying I think Bray, he. I have two thoughts. Is that Bray? Losing this match makes me worry that if he's not still in the title picture, like realistically, he's headed to the Ziggler zone. Um, well, we and think uh, we he, think Stinky Pants Nakamura is going to show up tonight, right? Yeah. So who's he going to feel? Maybe even Bray will get to that. But I'm saying, bit. but they might do something like maybe they want to give Bray, they want to have him switch to Raw and do Bray like Lesnar or something in the interim. 
Maybe. You know what I'm saying? You get a pee? So bad. <laughs> Jason's doing the pee-pee dance. Go take a piss. Uh, and then, so, okay, so so we might see that with Taker. Do we see what uh, what happens with, like, Hardy's tonight? What, what do you think happens? It depends on the legal clearance of the broken game. Right. They're either going to come out and cut a huge promo, or they're going to come out to their old music and, uh, and some black lights. I, I like, think my, probably my, the latter, my, which my is going to be a bummer. My hope is that they come out, the old Hardy music hits, just go take a piss, bro. Like embarrassing the, to look the, at. The, the Hardy, the Hardy boys go. They they come out. Their old music hits, and they're just like cut that music. You know, like Mick Mahan, you don't understand who I am now. I am a different vessel. I am a different, right. And I just, I just hope they have nothing to do with Gallows and Anderson. I hope those guys get fired tonight. <laughs> Can we talk about who should get fired from the roster? No, uh, we got to wrap it up. But so. Where do we go with AJ from here? Do we just go right into AJ Orton? AJ has a claim. He won the number one contenders match. Like, he's got to go right into that contender. It would make a lot of sense. And I think that, like, in classic Orton fashion, it will elevate. Like, Orton always shows up when he's against someone who's got real ability. And I just, I think AJ Orton could be a really compelling storyline. Yeah. I think they'll probably be at, like, payback. I don't know if that's a raw pay-per-view. I don't remember. But, like. Hard to keep track. It's it, Probably we're looking at AJ uh, Orton Bray three way dance because they yeah. all have good claim for the belt. I, I'm just disappointed with where this Bray Orton's gonna Orton hold the belt for a up. while. I imagine probably it's it's just a, it's a tough place. I think we all hoped Bray would come out of this like kind of feeling really strong and like being in a great spot. And I'm just I'm not sure where that's not where it went. You know. Now here's the next part of what I want to say is like. Randy Orton, I'm looking this up right now, but he's at least a 13-time champion. He's at least a 13-time champion. So, like, you know, if they're trying to keep the 16, 17 mark mean something, like, uh, Orton's creeping up. I mean, Triple H. What's Triple H at? Triple H is like 14. You know, these guys, like, if they win belts again. But but hang on. I don't don't think it's like 16, 17. Like, I think Cena's going to break it, and then I think he'll keep going, and there'll be Uh, like a new watermark. You you don't think he's going to keep going? Going? I didn't honestly. Once Cena bro- breaks seventeen or becomes seventeen, to me, I was like, and that'll be that. I don't think Unless so. Unless he's going I, to high, he's going to eighteen for the. I yips. think he's going to go beyond it. I think Cena will set the new mark wherever he lands, and I think these guys will be chasing him. They like, might have to because no one should break Cena. No, but that's my point. Like, and I don't think they can artificially cap it at seventeen. Uh, it says here that R- Orton's in his ninth reign as tag as champion. So get 13 is the current WBE. Ch- That's fine. He doesn't deserve 13 anyway. Well, where the well, 13 it's weird says six, He says he's the 16-time champion in WWE. Yeah, but they're counting but like what, what is this Intel? What's yeah, happening? This here? Is, well, this is we're falling apart. They're, they're counting universal championships. That's the problem. No, I've heard them say on the show that he's like the 13. Like, I, 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 there's no way I'm making that up. But whatever. Well, the thing about some Flair, of these guys are getting close is the point, and they're not and, slowing and, down. And what I'm saying is, Cena's going to keep going. Cena's going to set the new right. bar. And it will be beyond 17. And I think everyone else will be chasing him. And, and that's fine. But well, like Orton but the, other and people Triple H, might these pass are all WWE titles. Right. Like, well, that's, that's the thing. Triple H is not winning. Maybe he's winning the title one more time. That's it. He's out. He's, he's done. Orton's still going. He's still, he's, he could still got, you know, two or three more reigns in him. I, all I'm saying is I, there might be other people that pass Flair. Like, that, that's not an insane thing to think of. I think Cena's going to pass. Cena's going to set the new watermark, and then that will be the bar, and other people may pass Flair along the way. Yeah. 
Um, so what do we see Lesnar tonight? Like, Lesnar's the champion. Where do we go from here? I think he's probably in the Bahamas already. <laughs> no, he's definitely here. He's on the Today Show. It's a way to bang out two dates. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can collect two paychecks. Yeah. No, Lesnar's here. He's either going to fucking get into a program with someone else. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, or they're going to tease something for, you know, six months down the road. I don't Yeah, I, a lot of people think Kevin Owens. And, and, Lesner? and Lesner? Yeah. Where's my guy Rollins going? I mean, he I think showed I think up he, last I, night. I think Rollins is going to be like, he's going to come out and be like, yeah, I have to go fix my knee. Like, I think he needs to go work. I don't I don't think it's smart for him not to go, like, rehab that knee a little more. The question you is, You are such a right. mark. I, did you see the match last night? How does he have an injured knee? I just think it's like, I don't know. <laughs> come I, I, I on. I are you insane? He's got to go, he's gotta go get right. his knee fixed because he was wearing a brace? We're seeing Finn Balor 1,000% tonight, right? Yeah, Finn Balor. 1,000%. Sure. That's the already old, indie wrestling. You just reminded me. I that, want that jacket from the Superstore so bad. Well, we missed the Superstore. So, uh, uh, what do we do with Finn? I, I mean, mean, Finn is, is the fight universal champion. You know, he he. We could go Finn Lesnar. I mean, Finn is so that's much, gonna so look, small. That's going to look so ridiculous. He's hundred pounds different. Could be Finn Neville. He is one <laughs> leg of Brock Lesnar. He's a Finn Lesnar. T.J. Perkins. <laughs> Maybe if it's Finn and T.J. Perkins against Lesnar. What as about one what guy. about Finske? Finske Nakamura? Could it be a, a Finske? What, all right, so we're Shinsuke I mean, lost. Kind of we're seeing Shinsuke, and we're probably seeing Asuka, and we're seeing Finn. Those are the three that I'm pretty 90% sure we're going to see Is there in the any next two chance days. we could never see Asuka again? <laughs> I would she? love that, well, we personally. Could, I think we, she's definitely going to be on SmackDown because she can't show up today because she's the Empress of Tomorrow. <laughs> Very <laughs> good point. Very I mean, good point. But that's kind it. of paradoxical. <laughs> right. Can she ever day, show up? Yeah, I guess she can never actually. She actually is unsanctioned. When you think about it, she's is there a- any cur- like last year we definitely didn't predict Apollo Cruz? Like, is there any dark horses from NXT? But, but like, yeah, I mean Bobby Roode. Like, there's no. Like, yeah, but that's not a dark horse. I'm no, but he's like, the champion. Like, you would think for him to show up before. I'm saying weird. not at the top of the card. Like, is there anyone that you Ty Dillinger could show up? A perfect ten. Yeah, perfect. I 10. mean, he show up and he'll be the negative ten. Like, that is so just the, perfect zero. The counting of ten <clears throat> is so over. Yeah. And that's it. I don't know if he's over, but just saying 10 is over. I think I think some of these – I think it's possible we see, uh, like, DIY enter the tag zone. You know what I mean? Like, it's possible. But uh, those, guy, uh, those guys are yeah, fun. Yeah, because they didn't I win. Mean, listen, somebody – like, who's going who's gonna to feud with the Hardys? Like, there is – it's not that obvious. Well, they'll me. probably stick it right now with uh, Gallows and Anderson. Oh, they, right. God. Yeah, but they're, they're, they have a rematch. <laughs> We'll probably, guys. A, we'll probably see a rematch tonight. I, um, yeah. I, they have, I have nothing right, for those let's guys. Wrap, let's wrap. Let's wrap. We're going for a while. Let's wrap. Uh, You're calling it. Right, like, we got to call it. We got to call it. Well, what do we see for Shinsuke? That's the last question for everybody. We're seeing Shinsuke. What do we see with him? Is I, he the only down? Is he a wrong The only guarantee is we're going to see him in terrible pants. I would love to see him. Garbage <laughs> bag pants. I would love to see him with a ticket back to Kyoto. He was, wearing, he was wearing the Zebske Nakamura's the other night, so we could yeah, see Zebra some... Nakamura. Those are good pants. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, well, we don't know what we're gonna see, but we're gonna see it. Uh, hopefully they bump Miz. Hopefully they bump AJ. Um, always. Hopefully they bump Ziggler. And I think uh, in classic, in classic Mania fashion, like no matter what we said about that card, I think we all left last night just feeling so fired up. Like this is the absolute best spectacle and entertainment. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad I got to do it with the Bros, and I can't wait until next year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Hey, uh, 
Well, we can leave it on that, right, Chef? Any last yeah, point? Yeah, my last point is uh, I'm hoping to see Mojo Raleigh take this uh, momentum and use it to do a heel turn by attacking Zack Ryder, Ryder's gear. father. That's basically what I want to see happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, hey, uh, everyone, uh, subscribe. Give us five stars. Uh, join our Facebook group, Comedians of Wrestling Facebook group. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at COW Podcast. And, uh, hey, keep watching wrestling. Kisses. See you soon, Jabroniacs. This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.